What's going on, everybody? Before we get started with today's episode, just want to give a quick shout out to NordVPN. You can use NordVPN to browse the internet privately, safely, and securely. It allows you to unblock all sorts of things, such as streaming services in other countries. If you sign up today with the GTD Sports link, which you can find in our bio and on our website, you can save up to 70% with a money-back guarantee. So make sure to sign up with the GTD Sports link today. This is the Going the Distance podcast. Dude, I'm telling you, when I'm driving a fucking Porsche and living on a yacht, you're gonna be like, oh, I wish I got into a top guy. You had two picks on two defensive possessions in a row, and you don't win the field position battle? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is a fun show. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. <laughs> Alrighty, hello everybody. Welcome in and welcome back to the Going the Distance podcast. My name is Ryan Bennell and alongside me is Elijah Spann. We are very excited for today. If you have listened to any of our previous episodes, then you would know, or if you simply just look at the title, this is our 50th episode special. We've been waiting for this for a while. We knew we were going to do something special. If you didn't see our posts on social media, basically what we're going to do for this episode is it is going to be alcohol influenced we're going to be taking a shot every time we acquire 10 new viewers on the live stream and we're going to drink every time somebody leaves a comment with a decent hot take something that's not just completely out there and we'll take a shot for every hot take that we think is perfect 10 out of 10 we agree fire there is a little bit of limitations though we're going to do one one per user because we don't want you know just a bunch of people making elijah and i do shot 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 like a What's the LMFAO party rock anthem? That song, you know, whatever. Shots. Yeah, literally, it's called Shots. (laughs) But yeah, so this show will be something a little bit different than we normally do. We're hoping that this show is going to be dictated by the viewers, by you guys. We're hoping, you know, get some comments, hot takes going, lead in the discussion. But if not, as always, we have our outline ready. We have what we're going to talk about. And that includes ranging from the World Series, of course. We got some hot takes coming in for you. We got a Thursday night football preview and some fantasy DFS discussion. And last but not least, we're going to be hitting love it or loathe it with our boy Zach from Betting on the Rocks podcast to make all of our best picks. What was that? Taylor fit, not love it or loathe it. Oh, my God. Did I say love it or loathe it? Oh, I wrote in love it or loathe it, bro. My brain's all over the place today. We had a lot going on trying to get this together, but it's here. We hope it works out. Um, first up, we have a lot of guests too. That's one thing I failed to mention. We got Braden Rue is going to be coming on talking about some baseball with the World Series. And then next up, uh, Noah from the Blanket Coverage Podcast is going to come on. Sorry, I'm trying to think of the order in my head now. Then we're going to have JD, James Danielson, one of our bloggers as well. You might recognize him from his fantasy series. And last but not least, of course, Zach Rieger, as I mentioned, from the Betting on the Rocks podcast to make all of our bets for this weekend. All right, damn, I just introduced that whole thing, and I still haven't even shouted out our actual intro, so be sure to go and check out all of our content over at gtdsports.com, where you can find a multitude of podcasts on our network, and you have fire blogs from all these guys you're going to hear from in just a second, so be sure to check that out. We're over on social media at gtd underscore sports. Other than TikTok, we are at gtdsports.com. So make sure to check us out there. And last but not least, if you subscribe to our newsletter on the website, you'll get email notifications for all new episodes and stuff like that. 
All right, that was a hell of an intro. We got a hell of an episode. I'm hoping we already. Oh, you already got your beer started. I got my beer started. Exploded on me. Yeah, I was about to say I just spilled a few drops too, but it is what it is. Shit happens. Yeah, it's been a, it's been be, an yeah. interesting day. I have no food in my stomach, and alcohol is about to be consumed. So we'll see how that goes. That's an interesting recipe. That usually works out. So. Yeah. Uh, anyway, as always. Let's go ahead and start out our Thursday episodes like we normally do. Hey, with a I hate to do this together. to you, but I hate to do this. But before we start, we already have ten viewers on Twitter. No, bro. So we already got ten viewers. Yeah. All right, time to take a shot. Uh, get it ready. Oh fuck! I forgot to grab my salt. I'm going to tequila this, raw. Uh, dude, I'm. You got chasers. Dude, we... I got no chasers. Beer. I guess I got. Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Beer. All right. Let's say Chick-fil-A sauce, you fucking psychopath. No, dude. Bro, I feel like... Oh, yeah, just so you guys can see, this is alcohol. <sighs> All right. I feel like I'm going to regret this, bro. Cheers. This is a fat shot. Cheers. 50 episodes. Cheers. Puts hair in your chest. All right. Yeah. Gets the blood flowing. Chest is warm. Oh, all right. Oh, dude, Fireball is just like, it's like not normal liquor, but it still just gets your, like, it gets me salivating. I got a lot of liquid now. Yeah, I remember high school. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck all right, you. Yeah. All right, anyway, let's hit the would you rathers. Let's do it. Uh, me first or you? Uh, you go ahead. Okay, so I'm pretty happy about this one. Um, would you rather work for the Washington football team or Ellen DeGeneres? I've had I've heard a lot of stories about Ellen, like working for her and stuff. Yeah, she's terrible. She's awful to you. She like hazes her interns. What the fuck? Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Would I rather work for the Washington football team? I mean, we all know, we've talked about it before on the show with Dan Snyder, just everything fucked up about that organization. That's tough. I think, personally, I would rather work for the Washington football team just because if I'm going to be miserable at my place of work, I'd rather be miserable at football than at a talk show, you know, with a bunch of random celebrities. I feel like football is the way to go there, no matter what. Yeah, um, that'd be tough for me because I'm a Cowboys fan and I hate Dan Snyder, but Ellen DeGeneres is also a huge bitch, apparently. And I have heard some, that. And according to my grandma, she drinks the blood of babies, so that's not good either. Drinks the blood of babies? Curious about her sources, but I mean, hey, Facebook's usually doesn't. It's on the internet. doesn't lie. Yeah, Facebook so. would never lie, bro. That's tough. But okay, what, what's yours? What do you got for me? All right, so I got – mine's a little uh, World Series related since that's going on. So would you rather watch a very close World Series game back and forth or a back and forth close primetime regular season NFL game? See, that's a good one, especially for me right now because, like, this weekend the Cowboys do play on Sunday Night Football. So if it's my team, then, like, the Cowboys and it's this World Series, like Astros-Braves, I'm going to watch the Cowboys play. But if it's not the Cowboys, then I'm definitely going to watch the World Series. 
That's fair. Yeah, I, I had a little bit of a tough time. Yeah, because if it was the Bengals, I would probably be on the same side. But for me personally, I think the World Series like just trumps everything because I'll be, you know, sitting in my house watching sports or something and people are like, oh, like, do you want to go out? You want to go do this? I'm like, no, it's, it's the World Series. Like, it, it's not just a baseball game. It's the fucking World Series. You know what I mean? Like, that just holds magnitude. For sure, for sure. All right, those were those were all right. Oh, wait, drink now. Oh, we forgot this part. Drink in between each little section. Oh, I feel like I'm going to regret this idea by the end of it. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we could have made it a lot worse on ourselves. We really could have, yeah. I mean, we set, we set the terms. If we bitch out on our own terms and we compromise, I, I don't know. Oh, no, we can't bitch out. We no, we're bitch not out. bitching out. We're going to do the full show. It's yeah. We do it for the fans, bro. We do it for the people. Do it for yeah, exactly. Yeah, shout out mom and dad for watching. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, nah, but anyway, it is about that time. Let's go ahead and get into the heat of it. We're gonna have Braden Ruan now in just a second. Gonna come on and talk some World Series, talk some baseball, and yeah, we'll be back in just a second. All right, Braden, how we doing? What's up, boys? Pretty good. How about y'all? Pretty good. Thanks for bad. being here. So for those Anytime. that don't know, if you don't know Braden, Braden Rue is one of our bloggers here at GTD. Uh, you guys can go check out all of his work on our website. It's good stuff as always. But yeah, so for today, baseball, World Series, what is just, before we really get into anything too specific, what is your thought process behind this World Series, even just the matchup itself, Braves-Astros? What are you thinking? Man, I I almost wrote a blog about this, actually. October is my favorite month of the year. We've got the NBA starting. We've got the NFL right around week eight. This is when we really get to see things, you know, kind of be how they are. But we've got the World Series going on. Who freaking cares about that stuff? Like, this is baseball prime. Late October, this is a magical time. Um, when I saw the matchup, man, I think this might be the worst matchup we could have gotten from the entire playoffs. Um, really? No. Yeah, I mean, rooting for the Astros, dude. Who the hell can do it? I hate to bash anybody. This, I mean, honestly, I've done my homework. I've put aside that that bias. Probably the best offensive team in baseball. No, you're right. It's it's it is annoying that the Astros are as good as they are. I hate it. It is, and it's it makes them hard to root for. And you know, being a Texas guy, I'd love to be able to. You know, I know a lot of my friends here. Astros fans they're just they're they're very hard to root for because of what happened and and I think the Braves have it going on well the thing about gets me about Astros fans is that they've been shit on for now about two years for what happened but they've been shit on for so much that they've taken the reverse approach and now that they they think that they're victims and I hate that I I don't they've taken the I saw a video today and this guy was crying about how Brian Cranston didn't want to uh, uh, root or watch the World Series because he didn't want to support the Astros in 2017 or what happened there. And he was like, this guy's a Dodgers fan. He's just crying because we beat him. And I'm like, you're Astros fans. You're crying because your team got caught cheating. Like, yeah, and and I think the important thing to remember is, like, if the Astros were doing it and it was high profile enough for them to get caught, they more than likely weren't the only ones. I The beauty of baseball is it is a cheating sport. You know, if you're not – if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying – 
I mean, it's iconically, you know, the steroid era. It's like if anybody's going to talk about cheating in sports, baseball is the go-to, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Right. There's, there's, it's got the most examples out of, out of anything. But I mean, with that being said, you cheat, you're the ones that win off of it. You're the ones that get caught and don't really get punished and then still end up acting like the victim. I completely agree, Elijah. I, yeah, I hate and it. And still having the best contracts in all of sports. Yeah, no, well, debatably, yeah, absolutely. Debatably, but for the most part, yes. Absolutely. So I, find I, like it, it. I find it interesting. You said, though, this is like, I forgot the word you used, whether you said like the worst or most boring, like matchup for the yeah. World Series. What was your original World Series prediction like at the start of the playoffs? Because Elijah was more correct than me, but I was dead ass wrong. I had the White Sox in the Giants and that did not yeah. work. I was I was dead ass wrong too. I picked the White Sox. My roommates from Chicago. I hear all about the White Sox, and as well as they played this year with being as hurt as they were, and then them finally getting healthy towards the end of the year and looking like the team they were. I thought they're. I thought they were almost a lock as much as you can be in a in a postseason series to be in the World Series. So I had the I had the White Sox and the Dodgers just a touch off of you. Yeah. yeah, the White Sox, they were they're deep. That's their pitching is deep. They were their bats were playing well. I don't know. I liked them, but yeah, I had, yeah. I had Stroh's Dodgers. I thought it was gonna be a rematch, but um Braves had other plans, which is still probably yeah. them having the lowest amount of wins and then still getting the World Series. Lowest amount of wins of any playoff team and getting the World Series is highly impressive. Like them beating the 106 win Dodgers, especially after yeah. the Dodgers beat the Giants, but you kind of have to ask the question though: Is how much did that five-game series like take a toll on the Dodgers when they went into that Brave series too? Though, yeah, I, I, I completely, yeah, yeah, completely agree. I I do think also what's what kind of helped the Braves out is they have faced up until this this World Series they have faced probably the two best pitching staffs in the MLB in the or in the Brewers and the Dodgers. So they're they're kind of primed through those, I think, to get to this World Series with the Astros, whose pitching has struggled. Their offense has carried them all year. Yeah, definitely. And so I think that this is definitely we'll see a lot of ball games as we've seen the last couple nights with you know eight, nine, ten runs being put up, just because these really these two teams really are offensively powered, and the Braves just keep getting hurt with their their arms and all that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, so like now after like two games, it was a blowout by the Braves game one, blow up by the Astros game two. Arwin's like a, a well won game, I'd say. Um, who do you think has the upper hand? Like, what have we learned so far in these first two games? Man, I, I really think it comes down to just the quality of pitching you get. We saw in, in game one, uh, the Astros started Framber Valdez or Framber Valdez. I'm sorry. He, um, he had one really good start. I want to say it was against the Red Sox this postseason, but also kind of sucked earlier in the earlier in this postseason as well. Yeah. So I think it's just a toss up who can actually get a starter that can come out there and eat, you know, four or five solid innings to turn it over to the bullpen and keep the runs down. Yeah, um, the Astros had that one really good pitcher. Um Garcia was his name, the young guy who pitched game six. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he'll um, probably is he st- is he the starter for next game? I haven't even looked yet. I can't remember, but like he's been kind of shaky too because the game before he played, he was awful. I think his ERA was around like twenty four or something ridiculous before he walked in that yeah. game. But then game six, he was he was lights out. So like uh, Astros pitching has been a little streaky, 
so far in this series yeah. and the Braves have been a little better, but I mean, the Astros offense is just, is just so much better than the Braves. Well, yeah. So, last like, night you would have yeah. thought the Braves had the pitching advantage with like, at least in the first few Green. innings. Yeah. Mm, in the yeah. first few innings, but shit didn't matter. Also, how does my audio sound now? You're sound good. Better. Oh yeah, my God. I, I made a big old goof, bro. I realized I was on my <laughs> crappy gaming headset mic. So apologies to the listeners. Uh, for the quality we're back we're back baby but we got a comment here on the live stream it says fuck the astros they blow donkey cock the astros are cheaters i will drink to that yes sir amen, amen. yeah absolutely um yeah valdez in game one at least valdez i swear he was he was saying i can't do this to himself on the mound i you know you guys talk to each or talk to themselves on the field whatever I swear you could see him say that. And it looked like the dude could not throw a strike without it getting hit hard somewhere. Are you talking about Freed? No, I'm talking about Valdez in game one. Freed, similarly, though, yeah. yeah, yeah. Freed, similarly, though, it got to the point to where almost every ball he threw, it was, or every strike he threw, it was just like, okay, where, where is this one going to be hit hard to? Yeah. And then that's why my buddy Tanner just commented Morton is out for the Braves and McCullers out for the Strohs. He's a huge Astros fan. So he's probably going to say that. Astros have the advantage in this one, but I mean, yeah, and I, I would say they do. I mean, I would, I would too. I don't, I don't think you can, you know, look at the numbers and everything and say that that the Braves aren't the underdog a little bit in this series. Now, will I be betting on the Braves all World Series? Absolutely, because I hate right. the Astros, and I, you know, I hope they lose. You know, you can't can't bet against that. Um, but yeah, no, I. It's going to be a hitting whose bats can catch fire and get to that starter first, and yeah, the rotations are really going to decide this one. They're they're both looking a little shaky. Yeah, this so game back to back to that Charlie Morton thing though. Just talking about you know him being out and everything. We haven't really talked about just how badass that was of him though to stay Dude. in the game and pitch. Like Dude. I don't know if it was necessarily a good thing long term, but holy shit, like. What a baller, dude. Yeah. I mean, so I looked into this a little bit more. So since it was like, it, it was fibula that he broke. I looked into it right before the show. So the doctor that was commenting, it was a story from CBS Sports. The doctor that was commenting on it said that on these impact-like injuries, they're usually a little, there's they're less painful than it would have been if it was broken from like a twist or something like that. So like, there's probably not going to be ligament damage. But either way, I mean, the dude's pitching on a... <laughs> Sorry, your buddy's making me laugh in the comments. <laughs> yeah, we got a hot take. Y'all should kiss. You know what? I won't take oh, a shot, man. but I'll drink just because that's a funny comment. I'll take a shot for that one. Oh, lost my, made me lose my train of thought, man. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, dude, what a pimp. He's oh, yeah, out. yeah, just talking I'm, about the baller. Yeah, I'm yeah, staying in and I'm striking out Jose Altuve's little ass, and then I'm coming out because this shit hurts. Like, yeah, that, especially, bro, amazing. I wonder. How much, and I mean, this is, you could relate this to really any sport, any high stakes situation, but I wonder how much his adrenaline played a part in this. Like, I wonder oh, if he really yeah. even felt pain at all. You know, he probably knew something was wrong, but I really, I wonder if he felt like the severity of a broken bone or not, just because of, you know, you're in Houston, enemy territory, fans screaming at you. You got guys like Altuve yeah. at the bat. Holy shit. Got to be adrenaline's got to be just racing through you yeah i mean you'd you'd think so i i would be surprised like you said if he even like realized there was actually something really wrong until he threw you know whatever that i think it was a breaking ball to hotel altuve that he struck out looking on and 
Yeah, no, he was he was obviously in pain after that. But before that, he looked like he was fine. He had a little limp walking off the field, but walked back on completely fine and was dealing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he was – yeah, they – yeah, he was – I think he had given up – what did I write? Yeah, one hit so far in that inning or in that in that game. I mean, he was, he was dealing. I think that one – you know, that guy's going to be missed. He's good. Yeah. Uh, have you guys been betting the World Series at all? No, I, I've, I've been staying out of it. I've been throwing little $10 bets on Braves money line both games. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, I've been, yeah, I've been trying to play it to my strength. So like I, I have the Astros winning the whole series. That's my pick. But like I, I didn't bet on game one. I kind of let that go to be my feel out game. Yeah. And after the Astros lost, my brain was just telling me there's absolutely no shot that the Strohs go down 2-0 heading into Atlanta. There's just there's just Absolutely. no way. I don't care who's on the mound. They're going to win. So I threw like four units on the Strohs last night, and that was very nice. Yeah, but good call. Yeah, good call. the first few innings made me feel so great. It was like 5-0, and I'm like, oh, all right, thank God. You can thank go you. to bed early since it's, exactly. since it's 10 o'clock at night and it's the third inning. You can go to bed. Like, Yeah, I, I definitely turned it off after that last um, home run by uh, – why am I blanking on Altuve's name? Yeah, the Altuve <laughs> yeah that last Altuve home run. I definitely, I was like, all right, this game is fucking over. Like, Stroh's are just rolling. I believe it was right before that, but Dusty Baker looks at the dude and is like, hey, you're second. Like, you're second on the on the postseason home runs list, just so you know. Like, dude, just hey, absolutely what, hilarious. I got to ask, though, like, what's up with Dusty Baker's mask? He's He has the biggest fucking mask I've In ever seen. In the gloves. Seen. He looks like He looks like Shredder out there. Yeah, look at his hands, dude. Ninja Turtles, that huge. I mean, I get the gloves thing. I mean, he's it's weird though. Years like, old. I, he's, yeah, he's, he, uh, he is. But like, it's weird. It's all it. very. Yeah, I don't know. I love it though. He's he's his own dude. He's a hell of a coach. I mean, or a hell of a manager. Yeah, I. It's crazy that I don't know. And I think he's handled. He he kind of got this job, and it was he was put into into an impossible position. I mean, he had all the talent in the world on his roster. But all of them were freaking cheaters, and that's all the entire world saw them as. Yeah, and right. so I mean, and he's he's brought them back to the World Series. It's you can't. I mean, the even... world still sees them as cheaters, though. Like I don't. Yeah, I wonder when or how long it needs to be for that blemish to be removed from the Astros' legacy, or if it ever will it, it be. It never will. You still know. You still remember the White Sox because of the Black Sox back with like shoeless Joe Jackson back before you know. Color well, photo, color hardcore baseball fans. Like, yeah, well, yeah. Okay. yeah. Casual I fans. Say, I, I was going to say, I consider myself a casual fan. I know about the Black Sox, but I, I wouldn't be able okay. to like tell you the details. You know what I mean? I'm going to say that the cheater thing is going to come is going to be around as long as Bregman, Altuve, and Correa are all three together. Yeah. yeah. As long as they're yeah. the core of that team, it's, they're going to be cheaters. And I, and think, I guess Gurriel too, but less so. I think we could even see it last a little longer than that, just because, like, I, I personally won't forget it. I trash can memes are gonna last for another, another like ten years, probably. Yeah, I got to go to a, I got to go to a game later in the summer with the Astros visiting Texas or visiting Arlington. Brought mm-hmm. a trash can, had to. Brought the inflatable yeah. trash can. Yeah, there's just absolutely. no way to not. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I definitely, I went to a Rangers Astros game earlier this year too, and I. uh I got a little testy with some Astros fans making some jokes. You have to. 
Yeah, you, you, have you to. absolutely have to. You and know, the city of Houston, too. Sports. You know, it's all love. It's all sports. Just because I'm going to make fun of you and your fandom doesn't mean it's like Ryan and the Bengals, you know? Like, I'm <laughs> just because I make fun of the Bengals doesn't mean I hate him. Right. But, hey, uh, man, yeah. nobody can make fun of my Bengals this year, all right? Nobody <laughs> can make fun of them. It's the best team in the AFC. Dude, I uh, I still can't process it. Yeah, I don't understand how it's <laughs> He's on Panthers cloud part two. <laughs> You know, I really wouldn't be surprised if we end up just crashing and burning and finishing like First seven and ten. I don't know, bro. Loss. I hope not. I don't even want to think about it, bro. But, hey, yeah, I saw I actually – um, I know we're kind of going a bit off topic, but I did see Joe Burrow. He had a quote where he got tackled, like clobbered. I forget which game it was. The oh, Eagles, yeah. Like the play got hurt. And then apparently he gets up and then he tells the players that tackled him. And he says, you know, when I'm the GOAT, I'm going to get that call. Yes, yeah, fucking, I, yes, sir, Joe. You and fucking I think he tell said him. It like Fletcher Cox and somebody else too. Like yeah, he's looking at him. like an all pro pro bowler. Let's, yes, since we're on the subject of football, I'm going to relate it to Charlie Morton a little bit. Did you see all of J.J. Watt's injuries? He's out for the year now. I yeah. Did you see his injuries? Yeah. Like oh torn God. labrum, dislocated shoulder. Like what the he, fuck he had four, goes like, on in his body? Like I, I wonder what is just how? I don't understand. That's what I'm saying. And then all the other of them night. such brutal injuries. And he played on Sunday. Like his shoulder is like on the brink of like falling off. Like, and he played. Yeah, I mean, it's similar. Well, he, wanted to, he wanted to kick the Texans' ass because, you know. Yeah, you have to. You I have mean, to with everything like, that went on Charlie that. Morton, though, Charlie Morton had to strike out Jose Altuve. He had to say, listen here, you little bitch. You don't know what pitch is coming. You're about to sit down. Uh, oh, hey. Um, we got a comment on Twitter. Zach just said Cordero Patterson finishes as the RB1 in fantasy. Oh, I hope not. I traded as him. As the RB1? That's a hot Our, take. That's a hot, a hot take, take, so I'll drink, but it's not a perfect hot take, so I'm not taking a shot. I will say, his usage, it seems to have gone up. He continues to be effective. You and I, Ryan, you and I talked about this not long ago when we were saying the guy's getting 30% of snaps out of the backfield. There is absolutely no fucking way that he I will say his snap, his snap percentage has increased a little bit. It's increased. He's almost split in time now. And he continues to catch the ball. He continues. I mean, he's getting carries now. What did he get last game? Like 12 carries or something like that? Like he's, oh, it's ridiculous. I'm a little mad at myself for trading him. That was a dumb call. Hey, yeah. I traded him in one league, but I got Jonathan Taylor from it. So I'm yeah, I immediately exploded yeah. after you made that trade. Yeah, exactly. Oh, also, we got another comment here. It says, only reason everyone says Justin Herbert is better than Burrow is because Burrow got hurt last year. Preach yeah, this choir, Mr. Cole Martin. I disagree. I Cole, preach. Go ahead. That's Elijah. a shot for me. Fuck it. That's worth it. I wouldn't say that's a hot take. That's more just like – I'd just say that's accurate. I feel like I that's mean, pretty – because Joe Burrow was the rookie of the year before Herbert, before he got hurt. Like he was the yeah. de facto guy. And then he got hurt, and then Herbert just kept on doing what he was doing all year. He didn't stop. And everyone's like, holy fuck, Herbert's really good. Well, but also, honestly, could, though, if I had to, if it was a bubble or a choice, Herbert or Burrow, I'm taking Herbert. No, I am you're too. wrong. I am too. I completely no. agree. The dude, dude, he's insane. All right. I got to do this to you guys. He's brought that Chargers team to a new level. Let's see. I'm going to pull it up. I got to pull up the numbers now. All right. So 
Seven games into this season. Let's check out the numbers real quick. So Joe Burrow has 34 less passing attempts, has 4% better passing percentage, has 200 more yards than Justin Herbert, averages 9.2 yards per attempt compared to Justin Herbert's 7.2, and also has five more touchdowns than him. He only needed Give his wide receiver buddy Joker. to come bail him out. He, that's all he needed. He needed Jamar Chase to come bail him oh, out. Oh, like fuck Herbert's, you know Herbert's I mean? also got the, got the skill position group. So you can and Mike Williams. Yeah, st- Herbert st- was dropped up, into a – I don't know. And that's the, that's the kind of – I think we're seeing that with the early round draft picks compared to like some of these other guys that were taken. I guess they, they're all except for Mac Jones so kind of struggling a little bit. I, I would take Herbert right. and Burrow over any of these guys this year. though. Agreed so far. I mean, if you want to rule out Trevor Lawrence so or so early, I, I, I would have a hard time doing that. But like those two guys were able to come into the league and immediately contribute. And that's something that we haven't necessarily seen from the rookies so far this year, you know? True. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it makes them that much more impressive that those guys have been coming in balling out the way that they have. And these rookies are just—I mean, they've been ass. I'm not even sugarcoating. They have no, yeah. Mac Jones I, is your best one. And he has the handcuffs on. You know? He does. He's got the handcuffs, and he's got absolutely no weapons that aren't tight ends. Yeah, but, um, yeah that's true. But, all right, Brandon. Yeah. Brandon, uh, thanks for stopping by. What's oh, yeah. your World Series prediction at this point? Yeah, final and, World oh, Series prediction. Man, now that I, that was my heart says Braves in six. My mind says Astros in six. Okay. So I'm gonna go Braves. That's that's my take. That's how I'm gonna live my life for the next couple of days. I appreciate y'all having me on. All right. Yeah, definitely. Any uh any last minute social media promos? Shout yourself out real quick. Uh, my Twitter is at Braden That's about it. Every other handle's the exact same. So yeah. All right. Appreciate you have coming on, and we may see you in the near future. Never know. Be sure to go check out all of Braden's blogs over at GTDSports.com. And we'll be right back again. We'll swap them out. We're trading for Noah Parker from the Blanket Coverage Podcast. It's going to be coming on. We're going to be talking about some hot takes and just general sports. We'll see what goes on. Anyway, thanks for coming on, Braden. Thanks, boys. Yeah, I see Noah dancing in the background with the, yeah. Yeah. He's pretty solid. Dude, I, every time we play that little transition video, I have to just be like, mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, of course, I don't use, I don't illegally stream because it's illegal, but um, it's like the Stream East halftime yeah, sure. show. You guys know what I'm talking about? Y'all are no, I don't think Dream so. East. Oh, yes, dude, yes. Yeah, with the cat. Yeah, that cat is oh, like rolling the whole time. Yeah. They, they used to – I don't know if they still do it. They used to do a halftime show where whoever was doing the stream would DJ, like, at halftime. Like, they would just be playing, like, this, like, really hard, like, EDM mix, and it was just a loop of the cat going like this. Yeah, I've had a couple of hangover Sundays with, on the stream east, and just that comes on. I'm like, oh, just got yeah. to bump. Absolutely electric, you know. Yeah. All righty. So just a quick intro. You guys probably already recognize Noah from our other content on YouTube, Twitch, everything like that. He is one of the co-hosts of the Blanket Coverage podcast and one of the bloggers here at GTD Sports. So happy to have you on. Are you ready to talk some hot takes? Absolutely. Um, so this one, I'm going to start off pretty lukewarm. Uh, and, and we can go through. I, I don't have that many, but we can go through as much as y'all want. Um so 
I think the college football playoff this year, I've seen some people saying that this is the most fun season since 2007. I don't think anything can ever top 2007. Dude, I was seven, bro. I barely remember. In the top five, like what the hell is going on? Um, However, I think for as fun as this season has been, it's going to be Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State, and Alabama in the playoff. I think you're completely right because that's actually one of the ones I have written down is that somehow, some way, an undefeated undefeated Cincinnati is just going to be left out. Yeah, they're they're going to go for the quality loss thing. They're going to call Oregon like a very quality loss. And I hate that. I hate it, bro. It's the worst. The same Oregon that lost to UCLA that got blown out by Arizona State. And the same Oregon that beat beat Fresno State by seven points at home. They actually beat UCLA. If there is, I think this season, you're right. This season is going to end up being the best argument for the 12 team playoff. Yeah, 100%. Because you have so many teams in the top 10, and I think they can legitimately all beat each other. Um, I was really, really hoping that Penn State uh, would at least give Ohio State a game, but that does not look like that's going to be the case. Penn State, uh, their offense is downright putrid. Uh, They're dog shit. It yeah, looked fine you, before the Illinois game, but then everything was exposed against Illinois. Like, Yeah, exactly. Did you see James Franklin this week um, said something to the effect of – they asked him, I think, about the USC job. I didn't actually watch the full clip. I just had the yeah. quote. They um, said, on to Illinois. He said, yeah. what do you? What about the USC job? He said, we're on to Illinois, and they just played yeah. Illinois. No, he said, we're on to Illinois. We got a really tough game coming up at the big house. Which is, yeah. which is two mistakes. One, they're playing Ohio State. And two, Ohio Stadium is very much not the big house. Very different, yeah. Yeah, two very different venues. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah, he definitely has one foot in Cali right now. Oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure he got a new seems, agent, too. It seems like, yeah, James Franklin might actually be leaning towards going because I know Penn State fans have been dying to hear something similar to what Mike Tomlin said. When Mike Tomlin was asked about the USC rumors, he said, never say never, but never. I'm never, never going to consider that. Great Tomlinism. The ceiling of the roof. Yeah. Wait, no. What what was it? The standard is the standard. That's what it was. The ceiling of the roof is the standard. But no, yeah. Franklin, I think he's definitely it. And if you talk, if you think about like Penn State, yeah, that's like, a really good job, but it's not one of the – I wouldn't even say Penn State is a top 10 job. But you know right? who brought Penn State out of out of the doldrums of scandal, right? The greatest coach in, in modern football at the Talking moment. About also, Bob. we have 10 viewers. Oh, we had 10 viewers. I was, yeah, that counts. Fuck it. 10 viewers. Shot, shot time. That's I'm doing right. it. I was about to say it too. I was trying not to interrupt. That counts. You know, I saw the yeah. 10. I was keeping watch. I, Twitter, I'm YouTube. accountable. But but the coach who brought Penn State out of uh, out of the depths of scandal, uh, that would be Bill O'Brien. Cheers, Bob. And I think it sometimes you got to go backwards to go forwards. You know? Oh, for sure. Yeah, especially with the situation of that magnitude. Yeah, no, you. But not even talking about that situation. I think they got to go out and hire Bill O'Brien. Oh, like back? right now? Yeah, like after, like when James Franklin leaves, they got to go out. They got to scoop Bill O'Brien up. 
because Lord knows he's not getting another NFL job. And that might not be true. That might not be true. The Texans about to say maybe the playoffs a lot. There's Weird. also too. I think it would be interesting now that the LSU job is open and the USC job. Those are like probably two of the top ten hottest commodities in college football for coaches at least. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see how this all pans out. If James Franklin does actually go to USC, maybe that's going to, you know, stick. I, like could uh, Luke Fickle, Luke Fickle may even jump into Penn state instead of where he's been rumored for LSU and that's stuff an like that. Like thought, yeah, no, the Penn state element of this makes the coaching carousel very, very interesting. Cause that's yeah. clear. Number three, uh, maybe not a clear number three, but LSU, I think, is actually the best job out there. Well, right yeah, I, was about I, to say, I would. We yes. didn't even mention we didn't even mention LSU yet, which is by far and away the number one option if you're a coach. Yeah, I would rather take LSU over USC any day of the week. Yeah, right. I mean it's been said ad nauseum, but the last three LSU head coaches have all won national championships. Right. I mean, it's definitely a place where you can win. Like, yeah, you have Bama. You face Bama every year, but you also have the national recognition to compete with Bama. It's kind of like there's a reason why, you know, Jimbo Fisher is being talked about and linked with the LSU job, even though he's at AM, which is nationally recognized. You can recruit in your own right, is like, yeah, you could probably win a national championship at AM if everything goes right and you really excel, but you could do it at LSU that much easier. Like that oh, much yeah. easier. So, yeah. I mean, and and this is actually a good question. What do you think is the better job, Penn State or USC? That's SC, a tough one. SC, that's easy. It has it has the history too, and it's in the Pac-12, so you're not competing against Ohio State or Michigan or Iowa or any of those Big 10 defenses that will just punch you in the mouth on any given Saturday, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm 50-50 cuz like I would like to say, yes, USC does have a little bit more prestige historically. And yes, Pac-12, you'd be going against less competition. But as a head coach, sometimes the competition is the draw. You would want to be the guy to come in and shut down Ohio State, you know, take over that conference. Which Penn State, right now, they're kind of at the point where they just need a little, they just got to get over this little hump. And then they're going to be a legitimate top 10 team. They got to go from 10 and 2 to 11 and 1. Yes. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Exactly. Which is hard. Very hard to do. Very hard in the Big Ten. No, I think Penn State. I think Penn State has a legitimate argument based on the fact that California. We know it's a hotbed for recruiting, but you have a lot more competition in that state. Whereas Pennsylvania, also a big hotbed for college football. Recruiting. Yeah, kind of slept on. Of, yeah, you're right. One of the top five college recruiting states, and I think you can go in and own the state of Pennsylvania. Um, and that's a little bit easier than owning the state of California. But there's also, I mean, both schools recruit nationally, but I think USC just based on having the more recent, um, the more recent national championship success, uh, not talking about more recent success, because obviously Penn State's been a better program for the last, I don't know, five years at least. Um, but just having that prestige of your program, uh, I think might make it a slightly better job. Uh, just because you can recruit nationally at USC. But mm -hmm. Penn State being in Pennsylvania um, really gives it uh, gives it 
California or USC, at least a run for its money, um, just based on the fact that you can completely own that state. I mean, there are no other good teams in that state, except for the Pittsburgh Panthers this year. Hey, that's true. We haven't been too bad. What is going on in Pittsburgh? I like it. I like what I've seen, bro. I think it's a combination. Clemson. Oh, Clemson is just straight dog shit. DJ Booga Booga is not good at football. Um, he fucking I watched that game. That was in Booga. Okay. I had Clemson plus three and a half, and then I live bet them plus nine and a half, and I wanted to die. Okay. They are yeah. so infuriating to watch. I don't know what the hell is going on with Dabo. Uh, Paul Feinbaum, the SEC network guy, went as far as to say that the Clemson dynasty is dead. I don't it's, know if I would go I that know far. That. I, I but, agree because they just have their pipeline of recruiting is just so intense, like so amazing that I feel like all that's going to take is a guy at quarterback that's not DJ Ugabuga. Yeah. So, I mean, like that guy, he's, 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 he's dog ass. He's, he's ass. Bad. Yes. No, he's, it's, we don't even need a sugarcoat it. Like, yeah, we he don't fumbles, need a he, intercept, he throws interception. He's a turnover machine. He's like Daniel Jones. He's the college football Daniel Jones. Yeah, he and barely without, has a barely has a fifty percent passing completion rate. Probably has more interceptions, I think, than touchdowns at this point in the season. It barely puts up two hundred yards a game. Yeah, this is not a Clemson quarterback. And, and without Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence, Dabo Sweeney's record is really not that great as a head coach. I don't like, have it in front of me, but I saw a tweet, and it's not like an elite winning record. Um, Without Deshaun Watson or Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, because like whenever they had Kelly Bryant at quarterback, he was good, but not good enough. You know what I mean? To really be like a national championship quarterback. I have objections to those kind of stats because it's kind of like that classic Reddit post about Patrick Mahomes. It's like, really, if you take away all his big plays and all his really (laughs) good plays, he regresses to the mean. And it's like, well, he still did that. Like, yeah, he hasn't been as great without the two greatest two of some of the greatest college quarterbacks of all time. No shit. It's not as good, but yeah, yeah. I mean, he had a couple, That's who was that guy? Uh, Taj Boyd. Yeah. Taj Boyd. Clemson, yeah. Wasn't, Clemson wasn't too bad without him. Um, he still went to college football playoff with Kelly. And I mean, they're in a little bit of a rough patch. I mean, off years happen um, for any team in any sport. And I think this is just one of those off years. I think they definitely need to replace DJ Ugalele. Uh, because true freshmen have definitely shown that they can step in and fall out anywhere they go. Yeah, I mean, and I think at- we give I think we give um, coaches like Dabo a higher standard certainly um, than pretty much every other coach in the country. Because like Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, it's all really been ruined by the fact that Nick Saban doesn't lose more than like one game a year. Yeah, it just on, well, on like a down year. And yeah, Dabo gets that credit too because he built that program. You think yeah. Ryan, Ryan Day didn't build Ohio State? Nick Saban didn't build Alabama. You know, think about any other blue bloods like Lincoln Riley didn't build OU. Like Dabo Sweeney 100%. made Clemson, so that's yeah, why he gets that benefit. Of the and Clemson does have a little bit of history, but nothing compared to those programs you just mentioned. So yes, mm-hmm. I would I would give Dabo all the credit in the world. But yeah, I'm realizing. We've been going on for almost 10 minutes, and that was just one hot take. So yeah. we got, I could just tell, bro, if we were doing – I bet if, like, Elijah, me, you, Noah, and Jack were all together on a podcast, bro, we could probably talk for, like, 
seven hours straight just just we'd be making we'd be making jd wait oh yeah <laughs> yeah uh, absolutely let's stick on football but i'm gonna switch it up to nfl all right and go my hot take is that the kansas city chiefs are gonna be just like the seattle seahawks and they're never gonna return to the super bowl again i disagree with that i really do i Part of me really thinks – I almost wrote this as my hot take. I almost had one of these as mine. But I think Kansas City has a chance of completely bouncing back, and we're going to forget about these first seven weeks. Like I feel like they could just start doing Chiefs shit again. Patrick Mahomes is going to start doing Mahomes magic shit without throwing a league-high interception, you know. But I'm not confident in saying that, but I do think it is entirely possible that the Chiefs just prove everybody wrong after all this bullshit in the first few weeks. I mean, it's entirely possible that an asteroid hits the Earth tomorrow. Um, okay, fuck you. <laughs> Are we all going to be alive on Sunday? Kyle Shanahan? Like, yeah. oh my God, dude. <laughs> I'm, a fa- I'm in favor of execution, Brian Kelly. Um, no, I, I, I Look, the Chiefs are probably beyond repair this year because of the defense. How are you going to fix that defense over the course of the season? That's my real question. Because this defense is easily, I say easily, the Seahawks have been playing a little bit better as late, but I think the Chiefs are easily the worst defense in the league. Um, and, And obviously everyone's saying that. But the fact that Patrick Mahomes has kind of regressed to being this loose quarterback, um, he's got to get back to the basics. He's got to get, <clears throat> excuse me, he's got to get back to be Aaron Rodgers, be Tom Brady, take what's available. You can't just make, uh, you know, cross body 60 yard throws downfield and constantly hit Kelsey over the middle. Also, 10 viewers. Um, Shot time. I'm going with Baca this time because fuck it. You're yeah, why not? Brave man. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's nice vodka, I, you know. I got I a little great goose. Here's a shots, here's I a only tequila. Here's a hot take. Um, I I don't understand vodka at all. Like it's I don't understand. Only if it anyone is, likes bro, to see, take shots like of vodka, it. you're fucking. Here's insane. my thing. Okay, I don't like to take shots of vodka at all, but the only liquor I had in my household was Fireball, tequila, and vodka. And so Fireball is obviously the first go-to for shots. And then personally, I prefer vodka over tequila. I, I had a, a very near-death experience on uh, tequila. So that's starting. Uh, here's, my, here's my take on vodka, um, Mazel Tov. Here's my take on vodka. Um, I've never once thought in my life, you know, what would make this drink taste a lot better is if it tasted like 10% more like rubbing alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Yep. We just hit 10 viewers again, bro. You're kidding. No, we're not going back to back. We're going to give it a second. Yeah. We'll give a time threshold too. But back to the chiefs, the reasoning for my hot, for my hot take on this is that Tom Brady has ruined the viewpoint of how we view teams in winning Super Bowls. Because before, once even win the Super Bowl and then to be a new guy, dynasties come very few and far between. Tom Brady winning seven makes every makes us think that every young hotshot quarterback winning a quarterback winning a Super Bowl is gonna 
fucking win another Super Bowl the year after he wins his first one. Like it happened with Russ, right? Russ won the first one. You're like many more with this defense. What happened? They went back the next year. They lost because of the pick of Malcolm Butler, and they never went back again. Think about, um, I mean, Dan Marino. Dan Marino went to a Super Bowl his second year, arguably one of the great, I think, Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks, because if you look at his stats in the era that he was in, he's on the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. But he never went to another Super Bowl again because they couldn't get the team around him. Like, it's fucking hard to win a Super Bowl. And I think people really discount that when they look at the Chiefs and they're taking for granted how good Patrick – they're taking too much into account how good he is and not how much how good the team can be. But I think when you compare them to the Seahawks, right? Right. Russ kind of leaned on that defense. I mean, the Legion of Boom is the Legion of Boom for a reason. Um, and those guys were a really, really special defense. Um, with Kansas City, I mean – if you get that defense sewed up a little bit, the offense is not going to have nearly as much pressure on it um, as they are, which is, I think, why Patrick Mahomes is pressing. Because uh, he has hanging over his head, hey, I got to go make a play right now. But the other problem with the Chiefs is they can't run the ball. If they get a running back in there, if they fix their O-line, everyone thought they fixed their O-line because they got Orlando Brown which I'm mean, Joe Tooney in there. And then they're starting three rookies on the other side. And it hasn't looked good at all. Um, if they can get back to their running game um, and start running the ball efficiently, you have to make opponents believe that you can at least try to run the ball, right? You can't just drop back and throw every time. And the chiefs love to get cute like that. And I think they've gotten away um, from some of the most basic, boring aspects of football, which is like running the ball, throwing slant, throwing right. drags, putting the ball in Tyreek Hill's hands as soon as he crosses the line of scrimmage and instead of waiting until he gets 40 yards down the field. Yeah, we've we've kind of talked like a little bit about the Chiefs in the sense that they have a really bad habit of relying on their late-game magic because last year – and I guess even a couple times this year, but they have a habit of first half, slow start, sluggish. They're down by three in a game that they should be winning. And then second half, they come out and they play like the Chiefs and they pull it out of their ass in the fourth quarter. They can't rely yeah. on that. And I think teams yeah. are starting to figure it out to an extent. Yeah, they definitely have this year. And their defense is worse than last year. And they haven't fixed their own line, which well, is arguably worse than last year because the Titans had seven and a half sacks. On yeah, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers gave the playbook on how to beat the Chiefs. It's play Tampa 2, don't let anything go over the top and stop them in the red zone once all that stuff compresses and you have to have the guys to be physical with Kelsey. Cuz that is the thing that will absolutely kill the Chiefs. If they can get 6 yards, 8 yards to Kelsey over the middle, as almost a check down, not even their first option, um, they're they're going to be able to move the ball. But if you can be physical with Kelsey, if you can drive him off of his line, if you can be sticky in coverage with him, if you've got the guys to do that, um, you can beat the Chiefs as long as you don't let Tyreek Hill get over the top on you. Because Byron Pringle and Demarcus Robinson and Miko Hardman are not going to be the guys that are going to kill you game in, game out. Dude, I nearly forgot yeah. about Byron Pringle, bro. <laughs> What a guy. What a winner. He had a big catch last week, too. You got um, That's enough about the Chiefs. You got any other NFL hot takes for us, Noah? 
Um, the Titans I, are being slept on. The Titans are absolutely being slept on. Still at five and two, really. Yes. If you watched national media the other day, you might have no clue that the Titans even exist coming off of beating the Bills and the Chiefs. Right. Um, and, and it's not the attention uh, that gets me going. The Titans never get any attention. It's the fact that this team is an afterthought. Uh, they're more like it's on Monday. It was, well, what's wrong with the Chiefs, you know, Credit to the Titans, but what's wrong with the Chiefs? It was, no, you're it right was about that. Every single story after that game was about the negatives of the Chiefs, not about the positives of the Titans. You're 100% right. Yeah. Well, and it should be about the negatives of the Chiefs, right? We're we're in the take business. Uh, that's the more um, hot, takey sort of story. That's the more uh, palatable Flash. story than are the Titans, you know, legitimate AFC contenders. And I think they get written off a lot for that game against the Jets. There was a lot of stuff um, in that game where the offensive line wasn't figuring anything out. We had several guys hurt. We were missing AJ Browns and AJ Brown and Julio Jones. Um, And and I think you can really forgive the Titans for that loss. Um, But the past two weeks, have made me a full believer in this team. And they're sitting tied for the top of the AFC, and no one's really talking about it. Yeah, A.J. Brown, like you mentioned, has just come alive in these past couple weeks, man. Yeah, absolutely. Finally, finally. Getting healthy, uh, playing through bouts of diarrhea. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? Injury. I didn't hear about yeah, that. Yeah, you know, you that? didn't hear about this. Yeah, no, Chipotle. what the fuck? No. A.J. Brown had food poisoning for the two uh, days before – um, the Bills game and was basically shitting himself on the sideline and then <laughs> had food poisoning all week and then came out and had that game against the Chiefs. Um, absolutely electric from A.J. Brown. There were multiple comments about he ate some Chipotle. Uh, he said Chipotle even reached out to him to uh, try to fix the problem, and he was like, no, like I'll never eat <laughs> yeah. food again in my life. Oh, yeah. my God. That's so funny, bro. Especially because, like, you hear from guys. Uh, I don't know if you've heard, like, Chad Ochocinco, how he praises McDonald's. And he says that every athlete should eat McDonald's. And he ate McDonald's multiple times a week when he was playing. Like, it's just – that's just the antithesis of it, bro. Like, A.J. Brown's yeah. like, fuck, no. A.J. Brown's like, I'm getting a personal chef and I'm never going back. Okay, wait. We got a, a, a hot take commented here. Hot take, the Golden State Warriors are winning the West. That deserves at least a drink. That is a good hot take. I I don't know necessarily if I agree. Are you going for the, the shot, Elijah? Yeah, this is good tequila, man. I can't let it go to waste. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> I got to do a shot then, too. All right, we're going back to I haven't to drink Fireball. tequila in a minute, so, you know, fuck it. 50 episodes. I'm feeling good. I'm honestly caught a little bit of a buzz, not going to lie. I was about to say, yeah, so have I. But, um, I think the Warriors could absolutely win the West. I think um, the Warriors are. I I will. I don't agree that they'll win the West, but I agree that they're a dark horse and should be more respected. Elijah, did you already take, take it? No, I wait. Okay. I think I definitely think they finish in the top five of the West. Jordan Poole is balling out this season, and that system and the guys that they've got in it um, are really really paying off for him. 
Uh, I, I think the Warriors could easily finish in the top half of the West. In fact, I'm willing to go as far as to predict that, especially since they get Clay Thompson back sometime in January. True, yeah, no, I like true, true. I, I like all the points you just brought up. Yeah, it's kind of but weird to see the Warriors have gone from like this all-star powerhouse only like Steph, Katie, you know, all, all these big names and then other guys, other guys that can play basketball. But now they, they drafted Wiseman, who has a great future ahead of him. You know, Jordan Poole is a potential breakout candidate this year. Wiseman hurts too. Yeah, we got a comment that says, and they get back Wiseman. Yeah, he's been hurt too. So like, I think the Warriors should be talked about more. I agree. I think they will, without a doubt, 100% make the playoffs. They're not going to win the West. I I don't see that happening. I do agree with you, Noah, though, that a top four prediction, top half, I could see that happening. They would definitely go back to being likable if they win the West. I will say the most fun player in the West, though, right now is Anthony Edwards. He is fun to watch, I will say. Electric this year, 25 points a game. The Wolves are killing it. Um, Carl Anthony Towns ending up fifth in win shares so far, uh, which is not, you know, it's it's a small sample size. But um, to have his name in a group with Embiid and Jokic, who both led the league in win shares last year, um, that's that's not to be written off at all. Um, and if D'Lo can return to form, this Wolves team could be a very, very frisky uh, play-in team in the West, if not, um, if not, you know, a six seed. Yeah, right. I could see yeah. that. No, I, I like that, too. Anthony Edwards definitely very entertaining to watch. I would say coming out of the same draft class, too, on the West, LaMelo Ball's probably – I mean, not the West, the East. LaMelo Ball's East. probably – yeah, the East. Yeah. LaMelo Ball is probably the most entertaining player to watch right now. I can't keep my eyes off him. I knew he was going to be better than Lonzo just based off his hype, his preseason, his pro day, all that, yada, yada. But holy shit, LaMelo is balling out. Like, he is killing it. He has done nothing wrong as a rookie. I, or not a, Now he's a sophomore, but I love it. I love everything I'm seeing yeah, from him. Big baller brand is back. 100%. Did y'all see that? They're getting uh they they came out with new shoes. They're like six hundred dollars. Cop, you could get some YSLs. You could get some Cop. YSLs for that price, but you could also go for the triple B shoes with uh with flames on them. I think okay. those are pretty cool. Yeah, dude, the big baller brand was such a big money grab, but it's still such a big meme that I love it. Like we were, we were talking about Levar Ball just a couple episodes ago, like how he had that "I told you so" hat whenever Lamelo got drafted. Yeah, fucking classic. All right, here we go. I got one more. I haven't gotten to spout any of my hot takes yet, so I don't know which one I'm gonna choose. Uh, but you know what? This seems to be the hottest of my hot takes, so I'm gonna go ahead and say that the Detroit Lions will finish above the Chicago Bears in the NFC North. I love this hot take. This is a little spicy, but I think it's true. The Lions got a lot of fight in them. I got Lions money line this weekend. Easy. And yeah, on I got top the of spread. That, and on top of that, one of my hot takes that I have written down is there's a reason why Justin Fields fell on draft day. It's because he's dog shit. Okay. We'll see. He's not we'll good. See. I don't know about that. He's going to be a bust. He's a bust. I'm calling it now. They're going to hate I on mean, me, but he's it, a bust. I, I do agree with you that it happens a lot of times when we see these quote-unquote stacked quarterback classes. Um, 
one of the guys ends up not really being the guy, if not more. Oh well, um, yeah, I mean, out of five guys, one of them's not going to work out, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and and I and I think the other part of that is, you know, at at, at some point we have to go and start comparing draft classes again. And I think there's a legitimate case that the 2019 draft class is going to end up being better than the 2020 draft class. Just despite the fact that everyone was heralding this class as one of the best in years. I mean, uh, Wait, who, back, who was the 19 class? Just name like one guy from it. class. Oh, wait, I lied. That would be the 20 class. 2020 class. Yeah. I got a year better than the 2021 class. Right. Uh, I don't think the book has written on Tua yet. I think he just needs a change of scenery and an offense that actually lets him stretch the field and make decisions. Um, 100% agree. Joe Joe Burrow is going to be a great quarterback. I wrote about the Bengals in my column. Yeah, I know that makes you excited, Ryan. Um, <laughs> and just to add on to that, I, I, Justin Herbert's obviously a star. So. Right. If you had to compare those three top guys from that class to the guys in this class, I mean, we saw guys obviously in last year's class, and I think this was an aberration more so um, than the norm. Uh, we saw three guy, two guys in that last class really show out before Joe Burrow um, got hurt, and I think Tua um, is on the right trajectory if he can figure his situation out, but. You know, in the 2021 class, these guys have sucked so far. I mean, yeah, Trey Mac Lance, Jones has been okay. Mac Jones, he's been better over the last two games. That was also against Dallas, who loves to just give up yards. They're addicted to it. And then I against mean, the Jets, which is barely an NFL football team at this point. And Zach Wilson <laughs> got hurt at some point in that right. and, and they have the O-line to be able to protect him which really, really helps because you look around the other guys in this situation. I mean, Trey Lance, they've got an O-line there, uh, but he's the most raw prospect out of the group. He took by far the least college snaps, but the Bears have a terrible offensive line. The Jets have an awful, awful offensive line, and the Jags are just the Jags, and that's never going to work until Urban's out the door. Um <laughs> You look at Mac Jones may be able to have success, but he's also kind of been checked down Charlie with the, uh, with the, at, that's, with, it's also kind of the Patriots though. I mean, that's just what he, he got in, got drafted into. They're going to do a lot of check downs until he gets more comfortable. I feel like. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. But I'd like to see a little bit more before I start labeling him like a really, really great player. That's true. Yeah, you're, you're right. right. The rookie yeah. of the year this year is Jamar Chase. I don't even think 100%. any quarterback. Hundred percent. Yeah, you're right. Hundred percent, which is just gorgeous. All right, though we have, we didn't really get to talk about all of them per se, but I'm just gonna read off the rest of my hot takes before we let you go, Noah. So what I had, other than my, uh, you know, Lions take, is that I have the Boston Celtics will miss out on the playoffs entirely, and I have. Joe Burrow, we already talked about it a little bit, but Joe Burrow is better and will have the better career than Justin Herbert when it's all said and done. And I had in parentheses fight me, which we already kind of argued about a little bit. So we won't get yeah. into it. And then last but not least, I had 
any referee that makes a bad taunting call should have their job decided by a public vote on social media. It'd be no every time. <laughs> exactly. Fuck them. Just don't make a bad taunting call. Um, we got one that I didn't get that we didn't get get to get into, and that was Zion isn't the future. He's a fat fuck with an injury problem. Sorry. I think um, you're wrong. I think Zion's the future. I no, he's not. Zion Zion's never going to be healthy enough, and everyone's going to really, really regret that they didn't take uh, John Morant in that draft. Nah, I think you guys. I don't know. I think Zion's going to be. Just wait, bro. Just wait. He's electric. He's electric. He can't stay on the floor, and if he's not going to drop 25 pounds, um, the, he's, then... he's bulking, bro. He's bulking so he can cut. You know. <laughs> It is bulking season. You're right. Yeah, clearly. I'm, right about that. I am. I'm bulking myself. Eat that right. whole chili. All right, though. Anyway, Noah, thank you as always for coming on the podcast. Everybody, be sure go and check out Noah's work on our. He has blogs on our website, GTD Sports. Also, be sure to check out the Blanket Coverage podcast with Noah and Jack. Great oh. content as always. Appreciate you being here, and hopefully, we'll talk soon. Absolutely, boys. Thanks for having me. See you all. All right. When we come back, we'll be joined by James Danielson, one of the GTD bloggers. Hey, what's up, James? Little thing you got going on there. Yeah, I saw you bopping your head too. I I do that every single time the music plays. I don't know what it is, but how's it going, James? Thank you so much for being here. Just Absolutely. Good man, it's uh 45 degrees, raining and cold up here in Minnesota. Just kind of getting <laughs> our stuff together for uh, the game tonight. Just looking at some DFS stuff last minute. So I wanna I wanna get to DFS in a second, but before we do, we have to address this because you are a diehard Vikings fan, and I am a diehard Cowboys fan. And realistically, who do you think is gonna win Sunday night? You know, to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't know. It could go either way. Um, I think it's going to be a really good game. I think it's going to be a shootout. Um, I don't think there's any chance that Dak misses that game. He's, I agree I think he's going to play. I agree. Yeah, I think he's going to play. Know, the media is playing it up like, you know, I got to rest him because the game doesn't mean anything. It's, it's a slow it's, day. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. I mean, he's nope. going to play. No emails have been leaked this week. They got to talk about something, you know. I know. So. Yeah, no, I think it's a good game. I do. Um, I think that our defense has really come around the last couple of weeks, um, and we knew they were going to be better last year. They were a pretty big disappointment as far as a Mike Zimmer defense goes. They've always been, right? You know, annually pretty good. Um, I think our defensive line can be scary. I think they they're going to get the job done. And you got and, Griffin back this year too. Yeah, he's he's helped out a lot. Yeah, um, it's fun watching him and Daniil Hunter kind of meet at the quarterback because I don't know if you guys are familiar with Daniil Hunter a little bit, obviously, but the guy is just a freak of nature. I mean, I have he, a, he's gigantic. I have a question. You know, you're a Vikings fan, so and we're Elias is a TCU graduate. I'm current TCU student. So, do you know Jeff Gladney? Obviously, y'all's first round draft pick. Kicked off the team now after you know getting arrested and whatnot. What right. the fuck happened? That's that's I don't question. know. It's crazy. Stuff like that happens all the time. Um, uh, for some reason, you know, it seems like we're always on the short end of the stick of that kind of thing. I will like to say a bunch of my friends smoke blunt 
smoked a blunt with Jeff Gladney, so I definitely <laughs> believed it. Like that's true. Well, <laughs> yeah, I actually Gladney. sold weed to him too. So yeah, that's funny. Good guy. That's- he actually, I was actually at the Super Bowl watch party, and Gladney and Turpin just showed up. Really? Yeah, if you remember Cavante Turpin, yeah. And that was oh, like, that's badass. Yeah. That's pretty cool, yeah. It was like uh, there was just a, a room full of white guys and two black guys, and they were like, hey, that's Turpin. And I went up to him, and I was like, what's up? And he was like, Turp. And I was like, Cavante? Like, Cavante Turpin? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. But it was right after he got kicked off the team, and I was like, "Yeah, you're you're fast." Yeah, I don't, I don't think you know. I know the Vikings definitely got the shit into the stick there, but it seems like TCU draftees, like players from TCU, always seem to get in some sort of legal trouble. I don't <laughs> you're know. All just a bunch of you're just a bunch of problem children. That's all. Oh yeah, of sure, course, of course. Probably. Yeah, I don't know what we got. Totally kidding. I don't know what we got here in the water in Fort Worth, <laughs> but man, that is that has actually been a problem. No, but back to that. The Cowboys Viking matchup. I agree. I think it's going to be a hell of a game. I yeah. think this might be somewhat of a trap game for the Cowboys. Not so much because they have a big game coming up. I think their next game is sure. the Broncos after this. But the Vikings are fully capable of winning any game that they're in. They're one they of those are. teams where I see them just as a coin flip every week. And it's our so record doesn't really win. show it either. It's just yeah. crazy. It's like we lost to your Bengals mm-hmm. on a fumble by Delvin. In overtime, yeah, hundred percent won that game. Too. Missed a field goal to Arizona, who's the only undefeated team left in the NFL. So it's kind of like, and they played that crap against the Browns, but yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, we we're being underlooked, and honestly, as speaking for Vikings fans, kind of, we kind of like that. <laughs> we don't really like to be in the spotlight, so to speak. Yeah, unless yeah. people are praising our players, then it's fine. But uh, most of the time, we're getting dogged, especially Kirk Cousins, who I personally really like. I think he's a great quarterback. Um, I look at dogged. I look at our record, and I look at what we've done. And if we wouldn't have him right now, we would have a way worse record than what we have right now because he is really taking the ball in his own hands, obviously, and done, got the job done. Um, look at the drive against Carolina on the end of the game two weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, he was surgical. It was, it was fun to watch. And I think that, uh, I think he's pretty underappreciated, not only in the NFL fan base, but there's a lot of Vikings fans that really, you know, give him shit week after week after week. And I just don't well, get it. There's a reason for that because I'm just going to, I'm a, I'm a Kirk Cousins hater. Are you? Um, I, yeah, I just think 50, 50. Is okay. it because he played got, for Washington or what? No, no. It's because he puts up great numbers year after year. I'm going to give you that. If you look at his numbers, you think, wow, this guy's badass. But if you look at him in his eye test, he really doesn't match it. And he doesn't sure. come up. I mean, what was, what was y'all guys' record after y'all had a fully healthy Kirk Cousins all year? <laughs> yeah, we didn't make the playoffs last year. Yeah, 6-10, and 10, right? Six. Yeah, that sounds about right. So – um, if you look at the elite quarterbacks, which is how he's paid like and how he thinks himself right. it, as he is, he's really not. Russell Wilson has taken worse teams and gone 10 wins, 11 wins, right? You know, True. Other, I, other of those elite quarterbacks that are in that category that he thinks himself of, that his numbers think that, that he should be, he doesn't put up those, he doesn't right. put up those wins. He's, and I look, I look at last year too, like we were playing our third and fourth string secondary players. They were right. all hurt. So having a bad secondary in the NFL is not great. Look at right. uh, look at the Chiefs right now. 
I mean, they're getting slaughtered. Their whole defense is just bad. Yeah, it is. It really is. And it's unbelievable. Nobody saw that coming at all. But uh, people are finding a way to make it work. And I think partially with that is I really think that the NFL is figuring out Patrick Mahomes. And yeah, it, that's it, what we were kind of just talking about with Noah a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I think they're starting to figure it out. And uh, he's not a pocket passer and some – and obviously he's going to scramble and make awesome plays. It's what he does. But, uh, you know, after a while, people start to figure that kind of stuff out. I think but my okay, thing um, with uh, – last okay. thing last thing before we go on, just my thing with Kirk Cousins, uh, I, I am a little bit impartial about him. I agree that, yes, Kirk Cousins is 100% capable of leading those game-winning drives. He's capable of making the throws that need to be made by a starting quarterback in the NFL. But – there are times where I, I just I wouldn't trust him per se in a playoff game down by seven. You sure. know what I mean? Like it's just he's kind of like slightly above average in my opinion, sure. and he does have his moments where he shines one hundred percent. Yes, yeah. and part of that is just because you know the Vikings, yeah, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, but then who else? You know, well, KJ Osborne's really stepped up to the plate this year. That's true. Yeah, that's um, true. I think we finally have that third receiver that we've been looking for for shit. I don't know how many years, you know, <laughs> it's, it's always been one and two and then who, um, but I think that, you know, what's fun about Osborne too, is that him and Jefferson were traded, you know, the same year last year. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of fun to see him kind of progressing in his second year in the NFL and really taking the bull by the horns. And he's been solid. He's fun to watch. Yeah, okay, so from reading your blogs, from reading your blogs, you can tell that you're a big daily fantasy guy. Um, I've dipped my toe in the waters before, but but fill us in on the really good day, daily fantasy strategy to take, and what do you think about when going into a Sunday or a Thursday night game? Yeah, so it, it really depends on what kind of game you're looking to play. I really like the captain's challenge. That's where you pick one captain, so to speak, and they get times one and a half points when they right. score. Okay. Yeah. And so it kind of depends on the matchup. I really like, so let's just take tonight, for example. Yeah. Let's do it. I, I love Aaron Jones. He's, he's my captain tonight. Um, they don't have their top two receivers. MVS is not being activated off the IR. So there's three receivers that are down today. Aaron Rodgers is going to have to throw the ball. If they're going to keep up with Arizona. And vice versa. That goes for Arizona as well. You know Aaron Rodgers is going to make something happen. It's just – it's what he does. He's it's too good. He it's too good to not happen. I mean, it's just what 12 does. Right. Um, and if you look at Aaron Jones and what he's done so far this year already, I mean, the guy is averaging five targets a game, and you're going to lose Devontae tonight. So he's t- about 10 targets per game. And how are they going to distribute that? Well, it's going to be Aaron Jones. He's going to be the wide receiver one and the running back one tonight. So if you put that as your captain, he's going to get the most points because he's going to get catches, he's going to get the rushing yards, and he's going to get the passing or the receiving yards after the catch. Um, so you want the player that's going to you think is going to score the most points as your captain. My opinion. Now there are other strategies to that. But in my mind, that makes the most sense because why wouldn't you want it to be that way? Yeah. 
And so I can you, see Jones going off for 30 tonight. Oh, yeah, it could happen. And I honestly think that, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is another option to put in there tonight. Um, he's going up against, you know, the last two matchups for the Packers secondary. They've given up over 125 yards receiving and a touchdown to their the opposing team's number one receiver. That'd be Jamar Chase and Terry McLaurin. So there is a chance for Hopkins to go off tonight. So he would be another viable option to throw in your showdown matchup as your captain. With with DFS, I feel like I uh because I try and do some of the DraftKings challenges every now and then, and I feel like I always go into it and I set my lineup and I'm like, this this is a winner. Like this is it. This right. Is you feel great matchup. about it. Feel great every about time. It. <laughs> every time I feel so good. And then it just gets like 300th out of 400. And I'm like, oh, God no. damn it, bro. It happens sometimes. It does. You could think you got the best matchup. And then, you know, Robert Tunyon gets three touchdowns and 65 yards receiving. And you had, you know, MVS or Devontae or Aaron Jones and whoever else. And they didn't do anything. It's just it, that's the way football works, though, too. Yeah. So the thing is the probability. And you have to really look at, you know, target market share and who is getting these targets on a weekly basis and who is most likely going to get those targets again, you know, week after week after week, obviously, you know, Devonta Adams is always a safe bet. I mean, he's yeah. arguably, arguably the best receiver in the game. Yeah. I think um, so. And it just keeps going and going and going down that line with your teams. Um, so showdown is kind of like that. You pick your best player. You think is going to get the most points. Throw him in your captain spot because he's going to get more points than normal because it's multiplied by a time and a half. And then you pick your five other players, and then you're on a budget. That's the big thing. you got to re- realize you're on a budget. You can't just pick six players because then everybody would pick the same six players. So everybody has a budget, and you got to remember, too, that your captain is more expensive than the rest of your team. So let's say – you wanted to have Aaron Rodgers as your captain today. Well, he is. Oh, I don't. I don't even looked at it, but I think he's eight thousand or something. Probably ten thousand as your captain. Well, then you go down. Well, that's so you're already burning ten thousand of what you have, and then you go down to the next person. Well, Aaron Jones is cheaper. Hopkins is cheaper, and then so on and so forth. If you use a cheaper one like Aaron Jones or Hopkins in your showdown captain, then you have more money to put in your other slots so you can spend up on a quarterback or another running back or another wide receiver. And then when you get down to your bottom two, you throw in somebody like, you know, maybe the defense is really killing it. Like Arizona's is the number one fantasy defense right now. I think they have, I don't, I put it in my blog. I don't remember the stats right off the top of my head, but they're the number one defense right now in fantasy football. And so they would be actually a good pick as your last player because they're going to be the cheapest option. Yeah, and I've seen a bunch of people when I've done it just throw in like kickers in there because they can get it easy, like eleven points sometimes. They can they really, can really fuck cheap. you in the ass too. That's true. <laughs> and then, <laughs> just curious, really... how much money have you made off daily fantasy? Uh, this year, I'm I'm actually even right now. Uh, last off, year, I off DFS. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I broke it's even so bad. far. But it's actually play, good. Honestly. I play a lot. <laughs> so I don't just do one matchup. So like tonight I have I have the showdown, but I have three different lineups 
in three different games. So like there's one that's a $3 entry or a $10 entry or a $20 entry. And so, you know, I might not have the same lineup in all of those, but if I don't, so let's say I have a good lineup for the $10 entry and it sucks. Okay. And I don't win any money, but I get like second or third in that $1 entry or $3 entry. Well, I made all that money back because I made all that money from winning that. And then, you know what I mean? Yeah. it kind of you can balance it a little bit and you know actually to be honest with you you can get really crazy and play the quarter games and put like 25 lineups in there and still break even or make money mm-hmm. yeah that is so much doing like 20 plus lineups would be yeah insane for dfs it but... is so, so that's kind of like for example so not just showdown where you pick a captain but a regular yeah, DFS lineup where you use the entire main slate of games and you pick your lineup. So you could, so let's say you made your lineup, you would want to use that lineup and enter it in every single game that you wanted to play. Mm-hmm. And then you could do another lineup and then add that one in there five more times, so on and so forth. Does it kind of make sense? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah I get that. Back to the like what you were saying with like the whole uh, choosing a captain and whatnot because I do enjoy those showdown where like the captain has the one point five times points. Those are one yep. of my favorite to do, and so I always kind of am battling with myself going back and forth between do I want to choose who I think is going to get the most points as my captain because like like you said Aaron Rodgers is going to be more expensive. Guys like Devontae Adams, if he was healthy, would be more expensive, or would I want to put my captain as the low tier guy that I think is going to break out? You know what I mean? To right. maximize that budget. It's always like a, right. a dilemma back and forth. Yeah, it can be. Absolutely. And that's where you, you really have to pay attention to your money and picking your captain is big because obviously it could make or break your bank. Well, if you pick a captain, that's $12,000 on DraftKings. Well, shoot. I mean, you're only going to have 38,000 left to work with the rest of your team. And so your bottom two players are probably going to be wide receivers that see eight snaps and you pray that they catch the ball twice and, you know, yeah. break off for 50 yards. Yeah, exactly. So it, it gets tough. And it, you know, if you're just getting into it, I suggest playing the low dollar games to just get your feet wet and oh, see sure. how it kind of works. The other thing too, um, you want, you know, obviously you're going to want players that are going to score points but then you have to realize like the percentage of field played. So the people you're going against, the odds are really good that you're going to have a thousand other people have that same person as their captain and then have a decent amount of the same roster as yourself. And that's why when I do my Sunday blog, I always have dart throws in there. Players that could go off that aren't going to be rostered on everybody's drafting lineup. So like a good app, option last week would have been Dante Pettis like yeah. nobody had him on their team and I mean those are what wins the you know those are what win you money those are what gets you the top right. placements and everything because yeah, you might have the same off. lineup as everybody else but we'll shoot only 10 percent of the field had Dante Pettis so you're automatically up higher on the winning total yeah exactly so it gets it gets interesting and you really got to kind of hone in and read up on it a little bit and just test the waters. It is, yeah, it is interesting because, like, I never really got into 
DFS per se until I was actually 18 and able to, you know, put money into my account and whatnot. Sure. So it has been a bit of a learning curve because it is it is completely different, you know, than just your average everyday fantasy. Right. Absolutely. But uh, but while we let's move on though from DFS and get into some Thursday night football predictions. Uh, Packers Cardinals tonight. Cardinals are minus six and a half point favorites in the eyes of Vegas. Aaron Rodgers in prime time though is never an easy task. I don't care if you're no. undefeated or what. It's Aaron Rodgers. So right. just overall, what are you thinking for this game? I know you made some predictions in your blog today. Yeah. So what are, what's your thought process and what's your final prediction? I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. It's going to be a lot of points, I think. Um, you know, like I said, it's going to be a battle between Kyler Murray and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is going to have to pull a rabbit out of his hat because he's down, you know, Devontae, MVS, Alan Lazard. Yeah, all of his guys. You know, it's it's kind of a mess. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to do Aaron Rodgers, and he's going to make some stuff happen. And there's no way that – Randall Cobb. Yeah, see, and he – so tonight he is my dart throw. Like, mm-hmm. I think Cobb could have a fantastic game. Um, I mean, he's got the best rapport with Aaron Rodgers. He's got history with him. They know – where they're going to be on the breaks. Aaron is going to be able to time his throws right with him. I think he's in for a good night. Um, um, I'm going to have to stop you right there, though. We have some hot takes. Uh, oh, yeah. I think that we need to take some shots, Ryan. Oh, God. Because yeah, we got, right right here, we got uh, Will, Will – t- You got it, Elijah. He said Braves are winning the next three and taking the ship. Yankees snagging Seager as the SS in the offseason shots. I'll take one for the Yankees snagging Caesar. Because that All could right. honestly happen. Oh, wait, hold on. always pull some shit out of their ass. Hold on, fuck, <laughs> dude. I'm kind of drunk, bro. Fuck. <laughs> that was kind of the point. I was going to say that was the this. point. <laughs> at least you have a party to go to after this. I'm going to sit in my you. house and like half a shot this time. I'm a pussy. I'm doing half a shot. Fuck you guys. Wait, wait. Oh, whatever. Here, I'll take a second one. Ooh. Elijah's a brave man. All right, these guys are trying to fuck us now with the hot takes. We got hot take multiple scores. Hot take points. Astros are still cheating. I love that one. Hot take Aaron Rodgers scores less points tonight than week one. Bro, that is a hot take. That's a burning, <laughs> boiling hot take. Holy shit. That's some you know, bitches that in the flames. Who was that from? I know that guy, and he has Rodgers on his fancy team, so he really just wants me to drink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's oh, I funny. Cover after that, though. You're fine. You have somewhere to be after this. I'm just gonna sit on my ass and watch Thursday night football. Be yeah, happy that you're not graduated, okay? <sighs> yeah, I got a, right. a walk a flock of flame concert to go to after this. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> Super random, but yeah, it's our Halloween party. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's kind of cool. I, I'm not much into the walk a flock of, but honestly, me neither. But. Me neither, but it'll be an event. It'll be a thing. Whew. Are you okay, drinking right. vodka or tequila? I'm drinking tequila. That's disgusting, dude. You're disgusting. No, see, and the thing is, I like it, dude, but it doesn't so like me. Oh, we get along real well. Yeah, I don't get along with it. I wish I did, but I don't. I've got, like, a touch Guatemalan in me from, like, Oh, really? Generations ago. I think. I don't know. Me and my mom just think so. 
So I'm <laughs> good for you. That's funny. We just get tanned really well. I don't know. Um, but we have, we have thought that because our, uh, her maiden name traces back to Guatemala, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but back to sports. We're talking, talking Thursday night football. Um, okay. So we've covered that. You like Packers plus six and a half. No, I like the Cardinals by three. By three. Well, I'm talking about Packers spread. Oh, yeah. I would say that's fair. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about other just fantasy in general. So, sure. Who, who are your biggest fantasy surprises of the season? Surprises? Yeah. Who? Well, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say surprise, but I do love what I see out of Cooper Cup. And, you know, I guess it's kind of a surprise. He's always been good. Like, yeah. he had a really good season a couple years ago, and then he got hurt. Right. And then it kind of transitioned over to Robert Woods doing his thing. And now uh, Robert Woods is kind of getting the short end of the stick out of the two. He's abs- creeping back up. He's had better games the last couple weeks, but it's nowhere on the level what Cooper Cup is doing. Right. Like, Cooper Cup is the number one fantasy wide receiver overall right now and the number one overall fantasy player, period, in PPR. Yeah. No, I love that, and I drafted him in the fourth round in my personal league this year. And I'm yeah, I had him too, and it's been fantastic. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so we play full PPR. Yeah, we, oh, yeah. We, yeah, I do too. Yeah, we that's our favorite way to do it. We do full PPR, so and it's a super flex. So we do two quarterbacks and uh, two running backs, three wide receivers, tight end, two flexes. And then, an, and then an IDP. Before you go any further, we do have 11 viewers. Somebody commented, so. Bro, I don't know. We just took one, bro. Fuck. I'm switching. I'm switching to vodka. Fuck you. I'm, I'm doing on. another half shot just because I, I've i already gone pee like twice in the last 30 minutes, bro. This liquor's <laughs> starting to flow through yeah. me. Um, you broke that seal. Yeah, exactly. I broke the seal. Anyway. No, and I don't. I don't see a scenario either where where Cup slows down. I'm not going to lie to you. I guess what he's got either. going on with Matthew Stafford is pretty special, and you know that must be some pretty damn good breakfast that they're having every morning. No shit, right? It's another pretty one crazy. Have, another one that I have is Debo Samuel. He's a man. Um, he's 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 fantastic. On the flip side of that, another surprise is Brandon Ayuk doing absolutely nothing. I had Ayuk as one of my breakout guys, honestly. Like you and you and a lot of other people. Yeah, yeah. Brandon Ayuk is pretty much what it is now. Yeah, he's he's been terrible. No, Debo's been great. He's the number six wide receiver overall right now, which is awesome. Um, He's a twenty overall player. He's averaging twenty one point eight points per game. That's insane. You know. And um, yeah, Ayuk. I don't know what the hell he is going on. Debo's got more uh, average fantasy points than Tyreek Hill. Yeah, that's yep. crazy. It, it is crazy. It's nuts. Um, and I think I think Ayuk could come around. I think actually, it's not going to be long before you see Trey Lance. Um, and I think he just brings more to the table. Not that Jimmy G is bad because he's not. He's a very serviceable quarterback for fantasy. If you have the wide receiver, yeah, absolutely. If you have the wide receivers, he's fine. Um, but Trey Lance just adds another aspect of the game with his legs. And when you can extend the play, guys are going to get open for you. 
You see it with Patrick Mahomes. You see it with Lamar Jackson. You see it with um, Kyler Murray. You're going to see it tonight. Um, it's just something that they're able to do, and that's why those wide receivers tend to do better. Now, Lamar has a little bit of a different situation. Most of the time, it's Mark Andrews. Um, yeah. But it's kind of what happens, and I think if Trey Lance comes in sooner than later, you're going to see IU kind of wake up a little bit, and I think they're going to figure out how to use him. I'm not sure they really know what they're doing with him right now. And yeah, we got a we got a comment here that says, when Trey Lance starts, he'll be the next Jalen Hurts in fantasy. I so here's my take on Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is a fantastic fantasy football quarterback. He is a dog shit real life quarterback. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent agree. He's. Never... I said that at the beginning of the season, did I not, Ryan? <laughs> no, you did. Yeah, you did. I oh, thought man. I pers- I thought Jalen Hurts would be great for fantasy. I thought he would be a little bit better, maybe, maybe he would come into his own. But yeah, yeah no, I I agree with what you just said, JD. He's. They're never going to win anything with him. No, and that's why they're talking about bringing Gardner Minshew in. So I think that might actually happen sooner than that. That would be electric, baby. It'd be crazy. Minshew Mania, Minshew Mania in Philly. Mitch Adolfia? <laughs> yeah, Mitch. right? <laughs> you better right. keep that one to yourself. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I know. That All might right. blow us up. <laughs> Mitch Adolfia. <laughs> All right, before we let you go, James, we got to get our best bets. What is your pick for tonight, Thursday night football? We already mentioned the spread is Cardinals minus six and a half. And actually, shit, I forgot the over under. Oh, we were talking about this in the bathroom. James says, uh, I got the Cardinals by three. I'm going to go 30 to 27. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was in your blog, too. Yeah. So for a full, full list of prediction, be sure, guys, to go and check that out on our website, JD's blog. Great stuff. But so 30 to 27, I could see that happening as well. I have this, honestly, I think even without the Packers wide receivers, I think they're going to pull it out and give the Cardinals their first loss. They might. I'm going to put this one at 31 to 28 Packers. Really right in the same range as your score prediction, because I think it it will be pretty high scoring too. Oh, it should be. Aaron Aaron uh, Jones might have four touchdowns too. You never know. Exactly. my Thursday night football parlay again for the third week in a row. I got Bob Tanyan over 42 and a half receiving yards. Aaron Jones over 15 and a half carries. Rondale Moore anytime touchdown scorer. You might want to place that just one of its own, one and end of its own. It's plus 300. It's juicy. The Rondale Moore one's spicy. I like it. Spicy. And then to top it all off, Packers plus six and a half. With plus twelve hundred seventy one odds. Ooh, the parlay. It's a juicy That's little juicy, parlay, baby. <laughs> I like it. That is juicy. Oh god, now we got a basketball hot take. James Harden won't be good again following the rule changes. Yeah, I, we kind of talked about that a little bit on our last said, episode. Yeah. Yep. yeah, but we won't we won't get into basketball anyway. But James, thank take. you so much for joining the podcast. It was great to have you on here for the first time, and I'm sure we will be speaking with you again on the podcast soon. So for all the listeners, be sure and go and check out all of JD's blogs on our website, gtdsports.com. Great content, and follow him over on Twitter. You can see there he has it, at snag1025. Actually, before we let you go, where did that snag username come from? That's a old childhood story. Um, so I'm a, yeah, it, it stuck with me. Actually, it's my Midwesterners. I love you. Hey man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, so one of the biggest fish I ever caught 
we're, I was in fifth grade and I was with my best friend at the time and we were on his land and we were fishing and there was a monster brown trout in a creek and it was sunbathing and it was just basking. It wasn't catching, chasing anything we were throwing out there. And so I did something that you should never do <laughs> while you're fishing and I tried to snag it and I did um, and I snagged it right up the asshole and I reeled it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, still the biggest fish I've ever caught as as far as the creek goes, and I uh, probably should never have done that, but it's okay. <laughs> and the, the name kind of stuck with me since. It was actually my eighth grade basketball coach named me that after he heard the story, so just kind of stuck. Funny. <laughs> That's funny. No, I like I, it, though. I like Snag, it. it works. It works, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks I, for having me, guys. I hope to come back on sometime. It's been a blast. Yeah, yeah thanks definitely. for coming on. Definitely appreciate all the work that you do for GTD with your blogs and stuff. Have yeah, a not a problem. Day. I enjoy doing it. Yeah, yeah 100%. So, awesome. Skull Vikes. Right. Sorry, Elijah. Hey, Skull Vikes. I'll I see will. you on Twitter after, after the game. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I am sure there will be some Twitter beef <laughs> back and forth during the game. All righty. Well, we'll talk soon. Thanks for coming on again. You bet. All right, so we are – I know Zach is currently waiting right now. I love you, Zach. I see him in the waiting room. <laughs> but we have just a little bit. We're going to cover nothing major. We got to gloss over it at least a little bit because it's a major fight card this weekend. We're going to talk about UFC like five minutes-ish, and then we're going to jump in Speed and up. have Zach. Yeah, quick roundup. So we have back-to-back UFC events coming up in the next two weekends. Thank you. Thank you, Dana White. It has been kind of a long halt since we've had a major, major card. But we're back for UFC 267 this weekend, night before Halloween. We got Jan Blahovitz taking on Glover Texera, which is, if you know Blahovitz just beat Israel Adesanya, handed him his first loss in their last bout. But of course, that was in the light heavyweight division where Blahovitz reigned supreme. So that should be a good fight. I think Blahovitz is easily going to take that over next up we have the number one contender peter yawn against the number three contender Corey sandhagen that should be electric as well that's gonna and be then, a good fight and yeah then, but one thing i'm gonna take a shot real quick for the james harden comment because i'm just gonna give love to reviewers and this is how i spread it so i'm gonna i'll just chug the rest a lot of my beer those shots are okay getting to me bro they're getting to me you got to drink tequila. Good, I told you water. before we started, bro. I'm a pussy oh, yeah. when it comes to shots. That's tough. All right. And um, then last up of the big fights on that, we have one of my personal favorite fighters right now, Islam Makachev, who is a, just a beast going against Dan Hooker, who's looking to climb his way back into the title conversation. So should be an electric, electric card this weekend, but nothing will compare to UFC 268. Elijah, have you seen this card yet? Have I seen this card? Yes, I've seen this card. Bro, this Usman card is in this. It's fucking ridiculous, bro. Usman, we got Thug Rose. We already know how much I love Thug Rose. Dude, And then, the to, top, to top it all off, we got Gaethje fighting against Michael Chandler. Oh my god, which dude, I can't. Be, which should be a, a fucking headliner in and of its own. Dude, so, I can't. I can't even great. process like how you're right. Gaethje Chandler could be the main event on any other fight card. It, this 
just making just watching this card looking at these fights shit makes me want to cry bro it's so beautiful like i cannot wait to watch these fights go down it's and gonna i'm gonna amazing. say it right now in terms of dominance and how good a fighter is uzman is my favorite fighter to watch oh forget Uz- forget Stylebender, forget mcgregor forget fucking well maybe not in ganu i you know how i love in ganu. it got yeah you got <laughs> but uzman is like he's he is must-watch TV. He is so fucking good. He is just that much better than anyone else. Carl, Carl Usman is. So, yes. but I would bet on him. But he's like minus two sixty or two fifty or something. So he's always that. like that. Yeah. yeah. So not worth it. Um, Thug Rose, she's like plus one ten or something like that. The odds are low. It's they're they're like because she kind of got lucky against Zhang last time. So i'm taking thug rose though you know i, love I am thug too rose. i am too because he has she to. plays rose in harlem when she comes out i love that song too Which is and then gaichi versus chandler chandler is interesting he beat the fuck out of michael hooker and then the second guy Dan he hooker faced... yeah yeah sorry um who was the other guy that he faced i'm trying to remember fuck he got his ass beat yeah he did Didn't... He got um... a title... it was a title shot my oh, it was uh Oliviera, Charles Oliviera. Oh yeah, Oliviera kicked his ass. So I'd probably yeah, go Oliviera Gaethje got the belt. Gaethje's unreal, and then he just got put in a coffin by um Khabib because that's what people do against Khabib. Um, but going back to this fight, this is a this is pretty like this isn't like a a casual UFC fighter's dream, but for people who follow UFC. This is a stack card. Yes. Yes. 100%. You know, I mean, this even is, this is a real UFC fans fight night. You know you, I mean? It's like top to bottom. I mean, you got names like Shane Burgos as well, Marlon Vera, who's like probably a Hall of Famer in the UFC. And then even in the prelims, you have names like Al Iaquinta is fighting and who's a long, long term UFC fighter. Everybody knows who that guy is if you're a UFC yeah. fan. So that's. This is yeah, I like you said. And this is a UFC card. <laughs> Peter Yawn is fighting, who should be the champion right now, but he fucking who is the guy that he need in the head? I'm Al, Aljamain Sterling. I love yeah. Sterling, but he did not deserve that he title. He did not win that fight, and because <laughs> we've all seen, we were all watching that fight, and he goes, "Should I knee him in the face?" His team goes, "Yes." He knees him in the face. He gets disqualified. He's clearly winning the fight. He should be the champion. He's fighting tonight. He's probably going to beat Corey Sanhating. I see a comment right here that Peter Yan gets knocked out, but I don't know if that's supposed to be your hot take, Andy, but um, no, he's not. I'll drink Peter to Yon's, it. I'll drink he's to not it. winning the fight. Um, and then Islam, anytime you have uh, Islam Macheka versus Dan Hooker, damn, that's going to be a good fight. That's going to be a really a- good fight. Dan Hooker's on the ropes, man. He's lost his past couple of fights. He's definitely past his prime, and he's trying to prove that he can still fight. But he, he did. He lost two in a row, but then he did just win his last fight against kind of a no-name guy. I remember that. He won on the McGregor night. He won on the McGregor UFC. Night. Yeah. Yeah. So this is uh, really kind of his prove-it fight. And Islam as well. Islam is – bro, Islam is the next Khabib, if you ask me. I think I'm Islam gonna, has a huge future. I'm going to fade Hooker. Yeah, I have too. I would go I think, with Islam. I on think this. I think Islam's gonna win this fight. All righty, we've been we've been holding Zach a bit too long. Last oh, last comment too. We got Patty the Baddie, new upcoming fighter. One hundred percent, Patty the Baddie oh. is that dude. I love that. There's guy. levels to it. 
There's levels, bro. There's levels. Give me, give me me account back, you lizards. <laughs> All right. Anyway, when we come back after a quick 10 second little music, you know, the you've probably seen the transition video by now, but we will be joined by Zach Rieger, the host of the Betting on the Rocks podcast to get to our favorite. I know it's my favorite. I'm sure it's Elijah's favorite, favorite part favorite. of the podcast where we go into love it or loathe it and give our best picks of the night. So in just a second, we'll be joined by Zach. All right, Zach, how are we doing? What's good, guys? Happy to be back. A little nervous, though, now. the I got the pregame on, and I've seen the Cardinals in the black unis. Uh, oh, no, the black unis, bro. I'm, I'm a little scared for my Packers bet, not going to lie. No, also two units on the Packers. I just put a unit and a half on the Packers. <laughs> I really just turned it on and started going, it, and I just tweeted it out, too. I was like, my, my Packers bet's starting to sweat a little bit. The Cardinals <laughs> yeah. are in the black. I, I need an update, man. That's Kidding. I got bad info. I didn't get any uni updates. Yeah, k- kickoff hasn't even happened yet. Already sweating this shit out. You know, that's what happens. That's the beauty of betting. Now, you before, we, before we get into anything, though, just, guys, be sure to check out all of Zach's content on our website. He is the host of the Betting on the Rocks podcast, like I mentioned. Follow him on Twitter, at Zach Rieger 18 Just had to get that out of the way. All right, let's talk some bets now. Hold up. Does he have the whiskey on hand? Is the whiskey on hand? Boys, I, I apologize. We uh No! no. I, I got drive after this, man. Something came up, you know. I Fair, fair, fair. Hey, respon- it, responsibility. Okay, I'm responsible, responsible in everything, man. I, yes. Especially my betting. I was just about to say, kind of it's ironic coming from my betting. Better. <laughs> Always responsible. Yeah, I see. Whenever I tell my friends, like, I'm like, no, guys, I'm good at sports betting. They're like, oh, yeah, sure. Everybody says that. Like, sure you are. I'm like, no, I fucking am. I swear. Like, Yeah. Yeah, no, I do that too. And then, like, it's always the worst because then, like, your buddies will tell you on the one day you go, like, one in three. Or, like, yeah, exactly. like that's always how it is. Like, bro, you suck, man. Or what sucks is. There was one day I went like six and three in college football, and my buddy rode the three plays that I missed. And he's like, dude, you suck. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you talking That's about? That's your man? fault, bro. That That's is your you. fault. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel Ryan can way. attest to this. I'm really, really good at going dead ass even. Yeah. <laughs> hey, with, yeah. The, with the Taylor Fate, though, you've been coming up this past few I've been weeks. Coming up. I started like down nine units, and now I'm up like six. Eight after the first three weeks, I went nine <laughs> and one one week, so that was that, that's a nice. journey. I just started fading Ryan a bunch. That's, that's the secret. Fuck you, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, how's, how's the betting season been going, man? Dude, you know, NFL, we're still figuring out. We're kind of rocking around the 500. You know, NFL is tough, man. Like two weekends ago, I was on like mostly all dogs, and that was when like a dog didn't win at all. It was like two dogs i think really? won that entire sunday so that you know whatever but nfl we're we're kind of hit or miss we're around 50 um i mean when you throw in the props i think i'm probably a little under 50 but we don't have to talk about that uh those don't count those don't count yeah th- those don't count those are for fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> those are doubling down on my fancy players um <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to do it honestly <laughs> that's a that's that's very accurate. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I just I need a roof for this guy. I got to double down on him. Uh, 
but no college college i'm hitting at 54 um i was at 60 until i had the worst betting day i have ever had on saturday i put out 11 plays i'm normally around like the 9 10 like so 11 was a little bit more but nothing too out of the blue i went two and fucking nine it was the worst day i've ever had i was trying to think of a worse day i could have had just absolutely nothing made sense like i was on texas tech heavy they were winning the entire game and k-state comes out and wins i i saw Um, that i was following that game simply because i knew you had that pick like i saw it on twitter like i i didn't even watch the end of it but i was just all of a sudden like i went to go check it and i was like okay at least i'll get that one i'll start the day like one and two or something in my uh like morning slate but let's see nc state lost to miami that's I had Crazy. that as well. I had Fres- Fresno State only one by two. That's one of those ones I'm not too upset about. Liberty only beat North Texas by nine after Marshall like dicked them. Like what was Liberty hey, doing? The Mean Green is a son of a bitch. Okay, <laughs> like that. Don't yeah, don't man. discount North Texas, baby. They're so bad, bro. They're so <laughs> They're bad. Fucking terrible. I, I won Didn't... so much money on Marshall. It was Marshall minus eleven. They won by like forty. It was awesome. Then. Yeah, like Purdue plus three and a half. Cincy only winning by seven against Navy. Like that was, was bullshit, like, bro. It was just like everything, and I'm like to go two and nine. But luckily, I went. Uh, I went like I went two zero and one in NFL on Sunday. I I lowered the uh, lowered the volume a little bit, but mm-hmm. which which is, has been nice. So I'm I'm going kind of stay on that. Now I can I can relate a little bit. I'm not sure. Um, on Twitter, if you've seen, but I have my own like uh, a betting gambling podcast with my uh, my job outside of GTD uh, at Frogs of War at TCU, and so I also had a two and nine week in like week two of college football, and I was like, "Yeah, fuck, bro, I can't do that. This is my credibility on the line. Like, I'm publicizing yeah. these picks. I cannot fucking lose." But since then, I have had six weekends in a row in the positive of college football i don't understand yeah. how but i'm fucking do nfl not so much yeah. college football yes nfl is just way harder it feels no, like and i'm yeah w- like i've always been more of an nfl the college football guy I just know more about the nfl but the lines are just so sharp in the nfl and it's like teams want it more like because they're getting they, fu- they fucking like, know what they're doing yeah like yeah and then with like college there's so many more like you know, mistakes in the lines just because there's so many games, so many teams. So I, I've had a lot more success with college. And uh, like, I have a theory. I feel like whenever you start somewhere, you start publicizing, you start doing whatever, no matter what, your first couple weeks are going to be just bad. Like, that's just, I have never seen someone like start off at like a place, like even like some like the uh, like professionals that are doing it. And all of a sudden they go to a new, new sports book or new media company and I've never seen in the first week they just like go off. Like it's always, I don't know what it is, but so it's, it's fine. But you know what? I was doing great. And the fact that I went two and nine and I'm still hitting at 54% shows how good I have been doing. So, you know what? We got the bad weekend out of the way. It was due to happen. You know, we bounced back this, this Saturday. Yeah, no. In, in general, I mean, from what I've seen on your Twitter picks, they've been doing pretty well. But with that being said, let's go ahead and get into our love it or loathe it for Taylor Fade. God damn it. Why did I say love it or loathe it? It's because I have drunk, it. Ryan. 
I am drunk, and it's written down. Fuck you. I'm changing it right now. Tail or fade. Boom. Yeah, tail or yeah fade. I heard you guys talk Garen. about my uh, my hot take a little bit. Cordero, baby. Oh, yeah. Cordero, number right. one. Fuck out of here, bro. Darren, I see you coming. I'm not taking happened? a shot for every new viewer, but I'll take a shot for you, Darren. I'll, I'll take dude, a nice shot. just going to be fucking way drunker than me. Shit, dude. I got to catch up. But I'm going to be pissed I'm, drunk by the time. I'm also trying to, like... I'm also trying to like function because I gotta go through this whole bus loading process and Uber to this venue for a concert. I don't want to be black, Ryan. It's a pregame. It, Stop being a. It person. is, but yeah. I also don't want to black out into yeah, yeah, walk a flock of flames. Guys, a t- a that's pre-game. what college is all about, dude. <laughs> all right, fuck that's what you. It's all about. Shot. Fuck you. <laughs> there you all go. Right, there you fine, go. Fine. fine. You're right. See, oh, oh, we we gotta dude, get to the pregame. Oh, how are we gonna do this? How are we gonna do that? You you'll figure it out. I trust you. <laughs> soon right, enough you'll be living on picks. your own like me let's get let's get into picks not have all right so we've been, drink we've up. been bullshitting long enough time to, let's make some plays let's make some fucking money all right uh, <laughs> let's start with uh college football i'm gonna go ahead and say my first pick and then i'm gonna take my shot so first up i got the pittsburgh panthers minus nine at home against miami Miami got lucky last week. They're dog shit. Pittsburgh blows them out by 20-plus. Tail. Tail. There's yeah, no I way that Miami, Miami covers two spreads in a row. Yeah, hate Miami and Pitt. Pitt's nice. Oh, yeah, Ryan, you got this. Yeah, I got it in. All right, uh, next up, I have Boston College plus six and a half at Syracuse. Yes, Syracuse did get a big win on the road at VT, but every game they've played in has been phenomenally close. And I think six points is too big of a spread for BC. Fade. Wow. All right. Good one. Nice. <laughs> uh, I'll tail that. I uh, haven't bet Boston College the last two weeks, uh, which is good because they haven't covered the last two weeks. But love Boston College. Love what they do. You can never count them out. And in the ACC, I've said it on a lot of other shows too, and I said it on mine. The middle of the ACC, which is now just keeps expanding each week, because even the top of the ACC, like Clemson, we're seeing what's going on there. There's just not a big gap. Like, I think any team, any of those teams can beat any of those teams. So, yeah, when you have a spread like six and a half, yeah, give me the dog. Especially when it's Boston College, a team that's always playing tough. So, I'll tail. All right. Yeah, BC does tend to play tough. Exactly. Except for I had them last week, too. They couldn't cover. (laughs) Anyway, that was actually one of my two wins. Now I'll out myself even more uh, with it being a two and nine. That the one of them, I let my girlfriend make a pick, and it she picked Louisville, and so that was one of my two covers. <laughs> Bro, that's what I should start doing. But see, my girlfriend though, anytime I tell my girlfriend, I'll be like playing blackjack or something, and I'd be like, "Hey, babe, click the button, like do it, like you click the bet, like this is your hand." <laughs> so she's like, "No, no, I don't want to do it." Yeah, no, she's so lucky, and we've been dating for a while now, so she. She's she says that she's impressed way too many people. Like she'll be out with like a group of friends, like her friends' boyfriends, and they're all talking. And she's like, "Oh, is that a parlay?" And they'll just <laughs> look at her, and she's they're like, "You know what that is?" And she's like, "Yeah." She's like, "Sadly, but yeah." <laughs> yeah, you gotta know. I mean, yeah. So every uh, I haven't done a whole lot with college, but yeah, on NFL, you'll see on my tweets. Her her name's Hope, so it's a Hope play of the day. You and you so, guys got girlfriends? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Fuck, bro! Now you're gonna make me feel bad. Shit. It's all right. Just that's, take another shot. You'll be fine, that's bro. Frat. <laughs> Elijah's living the bachelor life in Austin, bro. You Yo, know. I got a dog. Oh, that's, that's, that's all you need. Dog, that's man. Way better. You that's got your bitch. 
we all got we all got bitches. All right. Anyway, next play on my card, I'm going with Georgia at Florida, and I'm taking the under of 51. You know what? I'm gonna tail this one. Kind of like this under. What's the under again? 50, 51. 51. 51. I'll fade. I, I think both these. I think. I think it's probably gonna be close. I don't have a play on this. Uh, on the spread because I really don't know what to do. It's one of those ones I'm looking at. I could see it going either way. Uh, but I think if Florida stays close, they have to they have to put up points. And I think if Georgia puts up, you know, 35-40, like Florida just has to get a couple touchdowns. And so I'll I'll uh I'll I'll fade. I'll go with the over. All right. We got a couple. Oh no, Elijah tailed that one actually. So alrighty. Yeah, I'm very surprised to see that Georgia is only 14 point favorites against Florida whenever they were like 18 point favorites against Arkansas and 16 because, point favorites against Kentucky and because Bob I mean. Stoops is a motherfucker and he called a timeout just to cover the spread. Dude, that shit was Respect. awesome though, bro. Because I had Kentucky, that was awesome. <laughs> I mean, I didn't have any money on it, but I was pissed for the Taylor fade because it hurt my record. <laughs> All right, next up, I'm going to the Big 12. I'm taking West Virginia plus seven at home versus Iowa State. Even though the Cyclones got that big top 10 win against Oklahoma State, I don't think they are really a threat. Yes, I think they're going to win this game, but West Virginia showed that they can compete in literally any game they're in. This is Kanye's song called. All right, so fade. It's a fade. Fade. Wait for the beat to drop, fade. Oh, yeah. Damn, this song's long. We're gonna get fucking copyrighted, Elijah. God damn it. No, it's called commentary. I looked it up because YouTubers do this all the time. So we're okay. So we're bringing commentary to the song. All right, I'm done. Okay, uh, so we're not getting copyrighted though because apparently, because I remember chips class. If you provide commentary to a work of art, then therefore they can't copyright it. So what we just did there was commentary. Interesting. I like that. I'm gonna take note of that because I've just been on my show. I've just been talking about the Sad Boy Hours playlist. I have to break it out a couple times, (laughs) especially after the two nine day. I was it, it. I said I don't want to be that stereotypical whiskey drinker who only drinks when he's sad, but no, a two and nine day that that'll get you. You know that's what a two hundred fifty thousand dollars degree from TCU gets you. All right, you know that. <laughs> and now you just it to me, so perfect. Just expose yeah. us real quick, Elijah. Yeah. But I mean, with with that music, I mean, I I guess I have to fade too. Like I can't, I can't not. <sighs> after that, all like, right. I, I was on the fence. This will probably be a no play for me, but yeah, yeah, I'll I'll fade after that performance. I can't, you know, <laughs> I can't switch it up now. All right, and then last but not least on my college football card, I'm taking Rutgers money line minus one twenty five at Illinois. I think the public is going to be sucking the Illini's dick after that Penn State upset. They're still not good. They're still not a good football team. So give me Rutgers on the road. Bill Belichick likes Rutgers players for some reason. 
and I'm going to tail. All right. Yeah, like that. That, that's a tail for me as well. Love Rutgers. Uh, I put them on probation for that performance they put on with Northwestern, but I think that's going to get lifted today as well, or this week as well. Yeah, that's the only reason I'm a little bit scared because that was some bullshit, bro. I thought Dude, that, Rutgers would win. That was that. one of those ones I was just watching. I'm like, what is going on? Like, even when they like lost to Michigan State, like I was on Rutgers plus four and a half. Bet didn't hit, but I was still like, I still felt good about Rutgers. Like you saw them play. They were pulling out all the stops. They remind me of the Detroit Lions. Like they just pull out all the stops. They play hard. They, you know, they're a lot better than you'd think. And so, yeah, I, I like Rutgers a lot. I think this is the week I get back on them and they're going to get it right. Cause yeah, Illinois is not very good. And this is a huge letdown spot. Yeah. All right. That's all I got for my college football picks. Uh, who, who's up next? It's me. Okay, so first up, I got Michigan, Michigan State, under 50 and a half. Classic Big Ten under. Hmm, I'm going to tail that one. I This is going to be a close, close, close game. No matter which side comes out on top, it's tough because Michigan is definitely a run-first team this year, so I think that'll help chew out the clock a little bit. So, yeah, I'm going to tail, fuck it. Damn, I didn't realize the under that total is that high. Yeah, that's a big under. Definitely tailing. I thought it was like I thought it was in the Ryan, higher forties. You got me perfect. on the. I'll get that. Yeah, tail. that tail, hundred percent. All right, so Cincinnati minus twenty five and a half at Tulane. They didn't cover at all last week. They needed to prove to the college football playoff that they want to get in. They're still not going to no matter what, but they're still trying to prove it against Tulane, who had um, one good game that they almost won against Oklahoma. But uh, 25 and a half points for Cincinnati, who you got? Oh, that's tough, bro. That is tough. Um, I'm going to fade because fuck it. Why not? Okay. I love I love that analysis, but I'm going to disagree. I'm going to tail it because fuck it. Why not? Um, All right. Yeah. No, it's that's been my main reasoning for every Cincy play. I've been like playing them the last like four or five weeks, where it's just if they want to get into the playoff, they have to destroy these teams. And so that Navy win really hurts them. But I think they'll get back out here and they'll be pissed off. And yeah, they'll they'll cover. Okay. Next up, I got uh, CU in Oregon over forty nine and a half. Oh, that's also really tough because, dude, Colorado has just a ridiculous Colorado, Colorado, baby. What do you guys say? Colorado, Colorado. Apparently it's Colorado, Colorado. Colorado. Fuck you guys. The natives. Whatever. (laughs) I'm going to fade that, actually. I think Colorado or Colorado, their their pace of my Midwest accent. No, if you want a Midwest accent, bro, you should have heard uh, JD on here earlier. I heard him a little bit. Yeah, he's got that Minnesota accent. Yeah, Minnesota, yeah. Oh, Minnesota. That guy was on it. Yeah. I'm going to fade that, though. I think Colorado's pace of play is too slow. Okay. I'll tail. I like like the over. I'll go for it. There's my analysis. Scaring me, bro. I got two fades already. Next up, I got Texas Tech. Plus 19 and a half at OU. Oh, this is another tough one. 
Yeah. Well, they yeah. couldn't even cover what fucking fourteen. They couldn't cover the spread against Kansas. That was hilarious. That whole story. They haven't been able to cover the spread against West Virginia, against Tulane, against anybody, except for TCU. <laughs> That's true, dude. Oh my god, I don't know because. Uh... Yes. See, the thing is, though, with OU, they beat TCU by 21, and TCU beat Tech by 21. So, with that <laughs> logic, Oklahoma should win by 42. I see. I kind of, I already know I'm fading your next pick. Do I want to just go like a? Yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. Fade. I'm gonna fade. I'll tail. It, it's, wanna... it's tough, but yeah. I mean that that's a big number and. If Oklahoma shows up like they can, they haven't yet, but they can, or at least we think that they can, this game, that spread could be over by halftime, but I'll ride with Texas Tech again. I'll tell Zach, I like your mindset. I'm not going to lie. You know, it's it's what I do. <laughs> I have to be a part of the show. Um, next up, we got Florida State plus nine and a half at Clemson. Clemson cannot cover a spread, much less nine Have and I half tailed all points. these picks? All this is for me yeah you already have zach you're four for four on the tails for me this is a hard hard fade i think this is finally the time that clemson wins one fucking game against the spread florida state is dog shit clemson's at home in death valley i mean a 10 point win really isn't too much to ask for they turned death valley into spirit halloween (laughs) you know (laughs) <laughs> I'll start you. This liquor's flowing through me, bro. I'll be fucking right back. You guys talk about Clemson. Damn. So I want I want a tail for similar reasons with the ACC that I brought up with Boston College, but I, I can't just tail every pick. And with Clemson at home, I'll I'll face No, it's how you feel. It's how you feel. It's due. No, and that's how I feel. I feel like I can't tail all five picks. Okay. but that's actually good because none of my five got talked about last time i think like three of them got talked about (laughs) so i feel like two of them so there we go on the podcast yeah the last time i was on for this segment i think like three of mine like got talked about so i was like yep definitely tailing (laughs) or definitely fading i think it was like three of them was kind of oh yeah we had all your picks before you came on yeah then also i was on i just brought up like two games nfl two games college something like that (laughs) So yeah, we're we're chilling with college so far. I um before me and Ryan got on, um or go on, I'm sorry, a little drunk. Um, do you have any NFL picks straight up off the gate for us to Taylor fade? Um, or I guess, I guess we should probably just we'll get back to it. Back to college, I'll get. I actually do want to say I heard your uh before the game starts because it's about to start here soon. So I'm on the Packers uh, plus six and a half as well as I kind of talked as I got on, but I've I've got the same game parlay that it's a little juicy. I I had, uh, oh did you hear mine? Yeah, I did, and I I like it. It's juicy. Got, it, it's got some similar uh, it's a couple similar legs. Should um, I fucking place it? Let me pull it up. This one it's a little bit more. It's a one two. It's a five legger. So it's you know whatever. But plus nineteen hundred. That's, that's extra juicy. So, yeah, but I, I like it. Packers plus six and a half. Bang. Aaron Jones over 48 and a half receiving yards. Bang. Ron, Rondale Moore, anytime touchdown, got that one too. 
Bang. Aaron Rodgers over 264 and a half passing yards. Bang. And then James Conner over 46 and a half rushing yards. That's a. Bro, I might go place that right now. I'm doing it. It feels good. It feels good. Because Aaron Rodgers is going to have to throw the ball. And he he always finds a way. You know, he'll he'll find a way. James Conner, he's been getting more of the rushing work. So like him at, you know, 46, his prop was actually less than Chase Edmonds, which I found surprising. Rondale Moore, I think that's a great bet for just any time. He hasn't scored one a little bit, but, it's, you know, it's a primetime game. He's going to get his. And then Aaron Jones, I thought his receiving prop was going to be higher than 48 and a half. So I like that. With all the receivers out, Aaron Jones is in for a 40-burger fantasy-wise, and then just Packers to cover the spread. So normally a, a little bit of a bigger parlay. I'm normally around the 3-4 leg, but I like it. At plus 1,900 is what I got it at. Wait, so hold on. I'm placing it right now. So Green Bay plus 6.5, Rodgers over 264.5. Connor over 46 and a half and yep. then Rondell ATTS. Yeah, anytime touchdown and then Aaron Jones 48 and a half receiving. Oh yeah. That's Ooh, that one kind of scares me. The Aaron Jones? Yeah, receiving? I don't know. He's but going he probably to will ball. though. Yeah. But he can do that in like two catches. You're right, actually. And, and the top three receivers are out. That's why I was kind of surprised. I thought his receiving prop was going to be in like the 50s or low 60s. I thought it was going to be up there. So throwing out a parlay at 48 and a half. Bro, $12 to win 230. That's what mine, I think mine was like 14, 15 bucks to win like high 200s, like 285 or something like that. So it's it's loading. Oh, it's done. All right, let's go. We ride. We're, we're we feeling ride. good. So yeah, had had to get that in before. I'm getting it in too. We're gonna yeah. win a bunch of money. Oh, th- this is the day. So yeah, normally I have a lot of props. I don't really have any props. I just have the Packers against the spread, and then that parlay. Oh, just wanted to go parlay only, ride it out, sweat it out for parlay's sake. So, all right, I guess I am up for uh, my college Taylor fade. Yes, sir. All right, I'll start this first one. Kind of surprised this game. I don't know if this game actually has been talking about. Never mind. But I'll take it with the spread. Michigan State plus four and a half against Michigan. Like them as the home dog in a rivalry game. I think Michigan State has the best player on the field in Kenneth Walker. Michigan State can run the ball and they can throw the ball. Michigan, I don't see them, you know, really throwing the ball. They're just going to run it. They have a really good defense. This is going to be a close, low scoring game. But I like Michigan State plus four and a half. I think they can win the game being a home dog so i like that number this is tough because i really like michigan i have michigan beating ohio state at the end of the season and that's a little bit of my hot take but in this (laughs) game i think even if michigan wins this game i don't think it'll be by more than four and a half points that's really tough i'm gonna tail it just because i i agree with the logic of it's gonna be a close game no matter what Elijah, what's up? <laughs> Are you still trying to place your parlay? Yeah, my phone died, so I'm doing it on my oh, no. iPad. Oh no! <laughs> uh, Michigan State minus plus four and a half against Michigan. Taylor fade. Tail. Tail. Perfect. All right, bet. All right. Uh, then my next one: Iowa plus three and a half against Wisconsin. Um, 
I think it's weird to say that Iowa has a better offense than somebody, but I really think they have a better offense than Wisconsin. It's it's very low, but that's just what I've seen. Uh, I think they're the better team. They have the better defense. Uh, both these teams have very good defenses and very, you know, terrible offenses. Uh, like Iowa, you know, they're fresh off the bye. They've had time to, you know, kind of soak in whatever, do whatever they need to. And they're going to come out firing in. Wisconsin had the big win against Purdue last week. I think Iowa comes and smokes them. I heavily, heavily agree with this one. We have shit on Graham Mertz all year. He is not a good quarterback. Like you said, Wisconsin's offense is nothing to be proud of. Sure, they beat Purdue. Even though Purdue beat Iowa, it doesn't matter. That's just how weird college football is. So, yeah, I, I completely agree. Tail Iowa plus three and a half. The only thing that scares me with that one is it seems like a lot of people are on Iowa, but yeah, public heavily favorites. Though, yeah, pu- public dogs always scare me a little bit, but I've got a lot of dogs again. So what could go wrong? Uh, next one, Indiana plus five and a half against Maryland. Maryland should not be favored by over five points against anyone. Uh, and I guess I'll just end it at that. Oh, that's that's another tough one. That's that's definitely a no play for me. <laughs> but if I had to pick. I'm going to fade this, actually. I think Indiana has been pretty, pretty dog shit this year. Fair. Oh, you yeah. have Indiana? Indiana yeah, plus five and a half against Maryland. Oh, I'm going to tail. You're going to tail? Yeah. It, it's Maryland. It, it's a battle yeah, between dog shit they, teams, they, and it's five and a half. They can't cover. What was, Elijah, what did What did you want in the last one? Iowa plus three and a half against Wisconsin. Oh, fuck Wisconsin. Bet. All right, All right. It's a tail. All right. Uh, fourth one, Kentucky minus one and a half against Mississippi State. I think Kentucky is just the better team overall. Starkville can be a tough place to play, but I like Kentucky and they like to cover. They have a coach that likes covering, so I'm going to keep riding with that. Spreads minus one and a half? Yeah. They're on the I... road heading into Starkville. Kentucky's off the bye. Wow. I didn't even, I didn't even see that spread. Yeah, that's... That's a hard tail for me, too. I agree. Kentucky's definitely the better team. 100%. Yeah, all right. Tail. Elijah tail, too. All right. All right. Then this last one, this is one. Speak, we were talking about responsibility earlier. This is one. It's uh my alma mater's homecoming this weekend, so I'm going to travel down there. And this is a game I will uh, – it's the night game, the night cap, the one I will responsibly be at the bar and responsibly place way too much money on, <laughs> and that is San Diego State. Minus one and a half against Fresno State. This is one of those games. Fresno State. I I actually had a show yesterday. I was kind of, I didn't really give out a play officially, but I was kind of leaning Fresno State, but they have some injuries. And San Diego State, Halloween weekend, that place is going to be pop. And San Diego State fans can really pop out. And uh, with the spread that small, I think San Diego State, oh, on here, I actually say that just minus one. So both these teams are going to be awesome. This is a, one of the best games that I feel like no one's really going to talk about because uh, both these teams are phenomenal. But give me San Diego State minus one against Fresno State. Hmm. I have. Well, they might not talk about it because both of those teams aren't in Power Five conferences. Exactly, but it's, it's still a top twenty-five team, teams. though. Yeah, they're both good teams. They're both fun to watch if you've watched any of the games. No, I'm just saying that because we know your pain. Because we're TCU fans, so like we know what you're oh. talking about. <laughs> like the national media still isn't gonna care. 
Well, yeah. I mean, I went to an FCS school, so I mean, Ooh. Ooh. yeah. All right, um, <laughs> yeah, I get it. I went to a football is fun though. Year. I like FCS football. Just kind of I'm gonna tune it on. I'm gonna go ahead and fade that pick. That's it's a tough call again. All it's of these fair. are pretty tough calls it's for fair. me, but I'm gonna fade it just because I thought if anybody was gonna upset San Diego State, it would have been Air Force last week, and they didn't. So I'm just gonna go with an, another upset pick. I think San Diego State's gotta lose one eventually. I'm gonna tail because the Aztecs are rolling. I mean, they are. They're undefeated. Yeah. Shit. yeah. No, it was a tough one for me. Like I said, I was kind of leaning Fresno yesterday. Then I looked more into it. Fresno's got some injuries going on. And just with San Diego State being at home, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I went that way. So, yeah, I'm excited for that one. It's a 1030 kickoff or 930. The, this is where I'm looking at. It's Eastern 930 kickoff. Oh, it's those are the best. It's going to be great. That's why I was pissed because I was looking and I saw Hawaii at 3 o'clock. I hate when Hawaii plays at 3. But then all of a sudden it's like, wait a sec. Okay, we have Fresno State, San Diego State. Oh, I'm chilling. Yeah, exactly. That, that's better than a Hawaii games, game. You know, <laughs> you're getting ready for bed and there's still football on TV. That's that's what's gorgeous. Love it. That's that's called that, – that's the Tylenol PM. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. That's that Tylenol PM right there. All right, we have we we've got to get through these NFL picks pretty quick. So Let's get through this podcast. Yeah, yeah so you guys have been. I'm I'm feeling great. You guys, I two fifteen. I know. I was about to say it's getting a little. I'm getting a little tired. Not gonna lie. I love it. I do love it. Of course, I could talk about sports regardless. Could, this, this is like therapy. The best. I remember. No, like it Jack, really is. Dude, we're, yeah, Jack and Noah described as sports therapy. I was going to say, yeah, work sucked today. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I need to do this. I need to just hop on, get a couple beers, and talk some sports. That's exactly what I do. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, these NFL picks, we won't, we're probably not going to give uh, too much reasoning behind them. We'll just go yeah. through them pretty quickly and name a Taylor Fade. So, I'll go first. Let's say Cowboys at Vikings. I'm going with the under of 55. I like it, Tail. It's about oh, time to go think. under. I think the Vikings suck enough just to have that go under. Fair. Oh, fade. All right. Cowboys have been an over machine. All right, next up, I know Elijah's going to tail this one. I'm going with the Detroit Lions plus three and a half at home against the Eagles. I think they finally get their first win here. That's a hardcore tail. I have Lions money line. I, I like tail, it. Tail, I also have money line. Oh, you guys are a little bit more ballsy than me. Maybe <laughs> I'll, I got to change over to money line. All right, next up, I'm taking another three-pointer. I'm going Panthers plus three at Falcons. I think they bounce back this week. Fade. I like the Falcons a whole lot more than the Panthers. Interesting. All right. Fade, Cordero season. Cordero season, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> All right, next up is Browns minus three and a half versus the Steelers at home. I'm going to fade just because of the points. I think the Browns take the dub, but three and a half seems like a lot. It's going to, they're still pretty banged up. Three and a half is too many points. Yeah. That hook, that hooks the big thing. If it was three, you know, maybe, but the three and a half is really tough, especially with the NFL. I'll fade too. I like the Steelers in that one to cover. Steelers. All right. Anyway, last pick on my NFL card. I'm going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. First half 
minus three. And I actually forgot to write in who they're playing. Shit. Uh, Tampa, they're playing the Saints. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so Tampa first half minus three. I'm going to tail. Yeah, I'll tail. Your first half bets are legendary. I don't know how, but I don't know what. I don't know how. I don't know why. All your first quarter and your first half bets have hit uh, at at a one hundred percent rate for me. Anytime yeah, I, I follow you, you're, I don't understand <laughs> why, but I do. You're too good am, at it. But your full game bets kind of trash. But <laughs> not college football though. Not your first football. half, your first half and first quarter bets, fucking a one stakes on. I should just it's start only maker. placing those. All right, I would Elijah. Thousand percent of the time. Okay, my Let's turn. Hear yours. So first up, I got Bengals minus ten and a half at the Jets. See, as a Bengals fan, I would like to tail, but I honestly think this is a bit of a trap game, and I think oh, Joe Flacco's going to get you, Mike White. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Joe Flacco's going to get them ten and a half points, bro. Are you sure? Ten, yeah, fuck you. I'm gonna tail. I gotta tail. Yeah, that's yeah. What no, tell. you you got tail. And I, I was I was looking uh, at it. I don't I don't remember the exact percentage, but and it kind of passed the eye test too. All these like double digit spreads, like the favorites have been covering. Like yeah, obviously the lines covered last week, but like just this whole season, it's hitting at like over sixty percent. Like these big spread favorites are hitting, and like it. It just kind of seemed like it, so I looked it up, and yeah, it was like over sixty percent. So yeah, I like the Bengals ten well, and a half. Not lastly, too though, because the Bears minus twelve and a half didn't hit, and the Texans minus seventeen and a half still didn't. He hit. was he was saying the opposite that the Bears yeah no those hit yeah. no I mean like oh. the favorites been covering yes, so that's why like I've been oh I'm sorry yeah the favorites yeah, so it was like the Rams what the Rams lines was the only one that didn't hit. Because the lines covered the rest, yeah, yeah, I like the favorites. That was a big oof. <laughs> I okay, it's next good. up, I got Colts minus two and a half versus your Titans. Zach, sorry, I know, I love the Titans too, but the Colts are rolling. The Colts are at home, and I just see this one as the Titans that they're going to drop. F A D E. Good job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll fade two for the brand. But, no, I I can't fault that. Like, the Titans are a team. They're rolling yeah. too hard. They're rolling no, too they hard. they are. Like, they're, they're, they lost to the Jets, and then they beat the Bills and the Chiefs. That, that's just what I experienced as a Titans fan. Any, <laughs> any Sunday, like, anything can happen. The Titans, I was tweeting it out earlier, the Titans can be the best team in the league when they want to be. I said they're also the nicest team because they obviously gifted the Jets their first win and probably their only win. So, you know, some things are bigger than sports. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll fade. I, I like the Titans in this one, but it, it's going to be tough. This is a huge game for both teams. Uh, I'm really surprised that this one was played because this is their second matchup and it's only week eight. Like, when you think, of, like, the AFC South who's going to win, it's the Titans or the Colts. We've known that all offseason, all season. So for them to be done playing each other by week eight, that that's kind of funky in my opinion. But I'll fade. I gotta go Titans, even though I don't feel great about it. 
Yeah, I don't feel great about it either. But <laughs> anything can happen any Sunday for the Titans. I don't know. I feel the the fact that y'all boys just faded that makes me feel even more confident about that bet. You should. Oh, you should. all right, all right. You actually should. should. <laughs> um, next up, I got Washington plus three and a half at Denver. I'm gonna fade this one as well. I think this is a bounce okay. back. This is a bounce back spot for Denver. I think uh, Denver home. fucking sucks. I think they do, bro, but I think you forgot about something. Teddy fucking Teddy covers, covers, baby. Teddy, Teddy fucking covers. When has Teddy covered? When did Teddy cover last? Uh, uh, week three. Fuck you, but it's yeah. coming around. It's that coming was a long around. time ago. It was a long time ago, but it's due. He's due. He's due, bro. He's That's due. a tough argument to go against, but I will. I'll, I'll tail. I think Washington does it. And this helps my uh, Broncos unders bet. Uh, for season long, so I'll ride Washington. All right, next All right. up, it's been very documented on this podcast for the past two and a half hours. If you're still here, <laughs> shout you're out. my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Me and you can do lots of things together. Um, Giants plus nine and a half at KC. Oh my Big god, tail. that one's hard. Big tail. Big tail? Yeah, I'm going to tail it, too. I'm going to tail it. You know, are they going to have uh, anybody back by then? I mean, other than Dan Giants, Jones? they're going to have the, the Kadarius Tony. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> All right. What's la- what's uh, what's their last one? Eagles-Lions over 48 and a half. Yeah, I like that one a lot, actually. I didn't even think about that one. I'm going to tail that. Eagles-Lions, I like that one. Over 48, it's not too much. I'll fade. I think that's I think it's gonna be an ugly game. That's a good um, fade. I think it could go. I think that game's gonna be one where it's either gonna be like a 42 to 35 type shit where it just doesn't make any sense, or it's gonna be like 13 to 7, and the teams just barely yeah. get a first down. I could see that all of a sudden it's like 14, 13 end of first quarter, and you're like, what the fuck? Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like just a couple random big plays. But those games are the best though when you have the over. It's it's just yeah. blissful. I just wish that the, the game was like Thursday night football. If that uh, game was Thursday night Eagles football, Lions. yeah, that would be pretty electric, honestly. Because Packers Cardinals should be Sunday night football. I'm gonna say it right now because fucking Cowboys Vikings that should not be Sunday night football. They gotta rotate the schedule, you know. They gotta get people in there. I don't know. All right. Anyway, though, I Zach. Wish- Close it out with your NFL picks. All right, this is perfect because I was talking about with college how, like, last time I was on the show, I only got to do, like, two. But since since we're wrapping up the show, this is perfect because a lot of my NFL ones have been talked about. But Packers plus six and a half, I think we're all on that. Tail up. Lions money line, we already talked about that. Yep. Um, Bengals ten and a half, already talked about that. Giants yep. plus ten. And then my last one, Seahawks minus three against the Jaguars. Seahawks. I'm gonna tail. I'm gonna tail. It, it's an ugly. It's an ugly cover. It's We're talking ugly. about Eddie, but Gino covers. It's always ugly. It's tough to watch, but he's been covering. That's a yeah. important and storm. Home. That's a important <laughs> yeah. storm, buddy. Yeah, I'm gonna tail that too. I've made four units off Gino Smith the last two games, so it, it doesn't make sense. It's terrible to watch. It's ugly. I was on Seahawks against the Saints. It's it happens though. <laughs> he will get a big play. Yeah, he, he does this, bro. Honestly, Geno Smith is better than Tom Brady. Fuck everybody. 
Brian, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Would y'all rather have Geno Smith or Gardner Minshew? That's a good question. <laughs> Gardner Minshew. Really? Yeah. 100%. Minshew. I don't, know. I don't know, bro. Geno Smith. Who's got a better mustache? Gardner Minshew. Okay. Yeah. Who's fucking faster? Geno Smith. Who's more mobile? Dude, that's who's, debatable, who's, actually. Who's faster in jorts? That's a question we need to ask. See, that is and, that's hey, uh, we don't I can't argue with that. Dead ass, bro. Gardner Minshew's speed rating on Madden is sixty nine. No, that's yeah. There's your answer. All right, can't well, debate I, that. I can't, I can't argue with a sixty nine Madden rating, but <laughs> all right, this has been an awesome fucking podcast. Yeah, Thank this you is all whoever tuned in for it. Thank you all who commented to make me and Ryan drink. You're Thank welcome. Thank you all for joined in to make this podcast great. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, JD. Thank you, Noah. Thank you, Braden. I love you all. We're 50 fucking episodes in. We got 50 fucking more, and we got 50 times a thousand more after that. So God bless America, and God bless the Go In The Distance podcast. Dude, I fucking love you. Like, I can tell Elijah's a little bit drunk just off that, that I, closing I, I statement. Say, I don't, I don't want to talk. I need to be quiet after that. Like, that's how we need to end it. Like, he's got – that's the perfect ending. I, I shouldn't be talking right now. Honestly, yeah. We'll leave it at that. Elijah just summed everything up perfectly. Thank you to everybody that tuned in. This has by far been my personal favorite episode we have done. This has been awesome. We were really hoping not to flop, and I think it's safe to say this didn't flop. We had a lot of awesome people in the comments. We really appreciate you guys. Appreciate Zach for coming on and all of our other guests. Be sure and check out all of our content, everybody's blogs over at gtdsports.com. And, yeah, like Elijah said, here's to 50 more episodes. So thank you guys for tuning and in. get fucking vaccinated or don't. It's your choice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know if we should have closed out on that, but All right. Yeah. So yeah, now, now I can talk. Yeah. No, thanks for having me on, guys. <laughs> no, honestly, this has been fucking comical. We should definitely do something similar to this again in the future. For but, the century yeah. mark. Yeah, for the century mark, for sure. We gotta hit it even bigger for the century mark. But we got a, a last comment here. Hot take, good podcast. I think that is a, a poetic way. That's of- a shot. That's a poetic way. Ah, right, you know what? Shot. All right, we gotta close out the episode. We gotta take Zach, a shot. The best way bring out it. the whiskey. Oh fuck! I already have one poured. I man. know you I got, got it. it. All right, this one's for you, Jay Willies. Shot. You got it. All right. Cheers. It's downstairs. Oh baby. Woo! All righty. Thank you guys again for listening. We'll be back here live again on all platforms on Tuesday at 8 p.m. Make sure to check us out over at gtdsports.com. I don't even want to end this, man. I really don't. It's, like, hard to end it. But we got to. No, we got we got to end it. It's time to end it. All right. God bless America. Yeah, God bless it. All right. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, everybody. We'll be here again Tuesday at 8 o'clock.